0: Oh shit, I've turn down the fan. It's way too high. Uh, what, are you not going to yell really loudly?
1: I'm not doing it now. Oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's literally my new, my new favorite thing to do.
1: That's how you're starting the episode.
0: Yeah, well that's how I ended the last one, so it's just very fluid. If you listen to episode 52 and then listen to this one, it'll be like it's just a four hour episode. So yes, hello and welcome to episode 53 of Frightmare's. I am your host, Austin Proctor, and today, I think this is like five weeks in a row-ish. Probably.
1: I don't remember last Gabrielle
0: week. Gabrielle Proctor. Yellow. Hello. Yeah, I How don't remember you? last
1: week. What What have we been doing with life? I, I'm doing super-de-duber.
0: super de super Wow. super catcher fairly-less, so a little delicious. No,
1: you know what? I'm doing okay. Just okay? I mean, work is crazy, but, you know, I am already preparing for our spooky house for halloween this year i'm already prepping decorations for you know everything the, sp- the spooky vibe
0: i'm very i'm very excited because um i mean we didn't really do much last year i mm. mean i had the the tree in the studio with all the spooky shit in it that was and cool we had
1: the pumpkin in the window and we had um all oh, the pumpkin that's right yeah and then we had something else out. we had a couple like little things here or there but you know wedding planning and doing wedding stuff. We just didn't have time to go. There
0: was no point to set it all up since we were going to be gone for basically two weeks of October.
1: And not to mention the fact that, you know, we didn't really have the extra cash to buy all the Halloween decorations because we were busy paying for our honeymoon. That's true. Yeah.
0: Except your parents paid for those tickets. So that was nice. That was very nice of them.
1: That was nice of them.
0: We got like all that money from the wedding. We should have a we- another wedding, just get like all the all that money again.
1: I think they only give you presents the first time. What happened? Well, what We'd if We'd have we... to get married to different people.
0: Hmm. Okay, so we fake get married to other people for more money and then we combine all the money that we get. Boom. But hey. we don't actually, you know, on paper, you know.
1: I'm going to say that um, Melissa Joan Hart and uh, Joey Lawrence actually did this plot it's a movie it's called my fake fiance hmm. i seen it i know because they uh, afterwards they got their own show called melissa and joey together they actually work really well together it's funny
0: welcome to the podcast about melissa joan hart and who what joey fatone
1: joey lawrence
0: joey lawrence don't know who you are
1: okay remember when we watched um well, this will be killer pad and there was the oh, one oh, celebrity boy. that kept showing up and he, he was that like guy. could you give me the whoa yeah
0: whoa yeah that's whoa. it whoa Wow, okay.
1: Apparently, my name is Stephanie, and someone, if I click on this super suspicious link, can get me 100% pure CBD oil. going to delete that.
0: Why don't you put your phone down and pay attention there, lady?
1: I was interested. There was a text message (coughs) with large letters, and my name is Stephanie.
0: Well, Stephanie, you're going to have to wait. We've got important business things to do. We are important, important businessmen.
1: I hope they need important information like my social security number.
0: Social security number, bank account information, bank account information birthday sure address, sure that you know. I'm of
1: legal age, you know, yes. standard procedure.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you listen to the last episode, she gave this episode away very subtly by saying we're going up, we're going down, we're going all sorts of places. And that and is because...
1: Flooring me with my humor. You are just, you just cut through my whole oh, was thing. Oh, is that annoying? <sighs> you can refer to episode 51.
0: hmm Yeah.
1: Sorry, go
0: ahead. What? And great. Uh, we are doing elevator horror today. Now you're like, what? What does that mean? Y- exactly what I said. Elevator horror. There's about seven movies that involve elevators and blood and uh, people getting murdered. So we have picked four. Well, sort of. I mean, I, we could, we usually do. You know, I pick two. Co-host host picks two. Um, but we, you know, since there's literally Six or seven, it was just okay. Let's just take these and watch these.
1: And actually, one was a mm-hmm. last minute replacement because uh, one of the ones we were gonna watch was dubbed, and we were like, No,
0: yeah, we were gonna watch The Lift from 1983, it's a Dutch film. Um, because when we went to watch it and when we went to go watch it on Shudder, it said it was English, and I was like, Um, I know this is a foreign movie. And of course, the first line that was spoken, I looked at you, and I said, well, in about five minutes and I was like, nope, cannot do dubbing, I'm nope, can't do it. So we had to replace that with a uh, with another one.
1: Also, the title card said de lift, not the lift, which kind of implied it wasn't English.
0: Well, not the title card, the title sequence. Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, because it says, it says the lift on the title card when you hit it, but then, yeah, the first words that pop up are de lift, and everyone's name is Dutch, and I was like, oh, this is going to be foreign, which is fine. Yeah, but it it also
1: started to look like some sort of bizarre porno. And then we were like, "Mm." oh,
0: yeah, that was super weird. They just started like
1: doing it, getting it on in the elevator
0: and, um,
1: random. I mean, with their friends there.
0: If that's, that's what you know does it for you, I mean, go ahead.
1: Maybe they're swinger couples. We'll never know. We didn't watch the whole movie.
0: No, I can't do dubbing. And then we tried to find it like, you know, natural form, uh, in Dutch. Couldn't find it. I mean, I found a Blu-ray, and I'm sure I'll buy it at one point because it's like Wreck. I can't watch. Remember when we went to go watch Wreck and it was dubbed? Yep. And I rented it for $4 not knowing it was dubbed? And I was like, no, I can't do this. It completely just does not make the movie enjoyable. So at some point, I will buy that. And uh, we will watch that because I do want to see. It's got like a three. No, it has like a two point nine. I don't know. It's about a killer. Ele- this one, that one's actually about a elevator that kills people, rather than ah, a getting than elevator. Then rather, rather than the ones that we talk about, where you're just getting in one and getting stuck and you go crazy. So, um,
1: hey, oh, but I-, I will say these movies all explore. Um, I mean, some of them touch on similar notes, but they all kind of explore different stories. So that's fun.
0: Yeah, every one that we will talk about is. It's based around an elevator, but the, yes, they are all different. But all of them hit the same tropes because apparently there is elevator tropes that I didn't know existed until we watched four back to back.
1: Really hard to miss them because <laughs> by the fourth one, we're like, ah, yeah, there's that. So I guess their next move to the end there, they go.
0: Yeah, um, so <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Uh, talking about these crazy movies, uh, but before before that, real quick, I just saw today that um, *Conjuring* has been bumped to like June twenty first of next year, so that sucks. Not surprised um, at all, but that is another one that got you know another one bites the dust.
1: I mean, it's it's bound to happen, especially with the way things are going right now. I know you just, they, just they just don't want to open the theaters, and they don't. No one wants to be the first movie to come out. So that way the headline can read COVID spikes with release of this film.
0: Well, even uh, Christopher Nolan's Tenet, that has gotten bumped indefinitely. So they don't have, they have no idea because it's already been bumped. Twice. Yeah, two or three times. Just like My Spy, that's now an Amazon original. It got bumped. I think that got bumped three
1: times. Yeah. Yeah. That girl's in college now.
0: Yes. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So I, it doesn't surprise me all these movies are, are just getting bumped to next year or indefinitely. So I mean it just it is what it is. Um it really sucks. I don't know when the hell I'm gonna be able to go back to the movie theater.
1: <sighs> but hey, if you're gonna go, you'd wanna go safely. I
0: know, I know. It just I was so hopeful hopeful for this year with antlers and there's so many movies I was ready to see. Saint Maud, Green uh, Knight. Yeah, I
1: think this was the year that I was like most looking forward to for yeah. the films because I actually knew what a lot of them were.
0: Well, it was because w- we had all set up from last year when we started going to the theater so much. So by the time, you know, 2020 was coming around, what?
1: Was just licking my ankle. Oh, my God.
0: By the time 2020 came around, you know, we had been going to the movies for a year straight, you know, at least once a week, sometimes three, <laughs> four times a week, uh, or four movies a week. And um, yeah, that's why I was super excited because all these new releases were coming out and 2020 is like, how about... Fuck you. You're going to have to wait now for all the shit I was super stoked for. It's fine. I don't cry at night. I, I swear I don't. It's yeah, fine. It's I'll, I'll get we, over it.
1: We were talking about our vacation. I almost said, oh, we should see where our movie theater is. Nope. I realize now that that's probably not going to happen because no. most of the stuff we'll be doing is like majority outdoors or in open air areas.
0: Open air areas. Well, yeah, like uh, that
1: moonshine place. Um, That's yes. all open doors, you know? They, they keep it open.
0: I'm very excited to go back and. Drink all the moonshine. It's going to be good.
1: At least it won't be balls hot out when we go on vacation. So wearing the mask won't be just let my face sweat. But only the bottom half of my face. It's going to be
0: funny because I bet you people that have to wear those all the time outside, they're probably going to get a uh, tan tan line from the mask. Okay, I guess I'm laughing alone. Never mind. Holy shit. I just thought about that. I'm Like, man, if people like work outside and have to wear those tan line, awkward tan line.
1: Haven't you seen the pictures of the medical people who have got like weird marks all over their face from having to wear them all the time now?
0: I'm so glad I don't work in customer service and have to wear one of those all day because I can wear it for, you know, in the store and that's about it because it's just my beard and it's a pain in the ass, but I'm, I'm not going to not wear it. So
1: yeah, shout out to the people who can wear them all day.
0: You're the real MVP. You don't know how you do it. So yeah, good do. for you. Um, thank you. Uh, and lastly, I saw a picture on today on Facebook about the tribute store being set up at HHN, so that'll be open soon, I guess. And I guess they're just going on with it, even though Hollywood seems to be tearing all their stuff down. So who knows? We've well, got God
1: forbid, Universal make an announcement.
0: I know. Don't tell us what's going on at all. Like yes, it's happening. No, it's not happening. Uh, all right, it's we have. what is it? Two months. Actually, less than two months because it starts on the 13th of September. So uh yeah let me know hit me up when you're ready to let me know because i need to start making plans but whatever
1: that's okay <sighs> our haunted house will be ready before then
0: it'll be a yeah whatever. i mean
1: it won't be a public attraction but you know we'll be enjoying it
0: yeah and uh we'll start setting up on september 1st and then we'll just tear it down uh you know like december 1st when we start setting up for christmas it'll just be a smooth transition from Chris or halloween to christmas
1: that's ridiculous we have fall decor for thanksgiving what? I have a. Wel- we can just
0: skip right over Thanksgiving. I no one a gives a shit about wreath. that. It's ugh. a welcome wreath. I mean, you can put out the wreath. That's fine.
1: And yeah, and well, the scarecrow's going out anyway because he's adorable. The, yeah, bump- that's fine. the pumpkin-headed scarecrow. That's fine.
0: that's fine. All right. Well, do you have anything? Do you have anything you want to say, ma'am, lady, ma'am? Nothing. No. Wow.
1: Not right now. Maybe maybe later. Maybe,
0: maybe later, like maybe. halfway through the episode, and just. Like blurred out with something.
1: I don't know. Have we talked about Dina yet?
0: Jesus Christ! <laughs> Stop it forever. All right. So we're let's just go ahead and uh, dive right into the four movies we've watched this week. Of uh, I, I don't know how I got all of the, uh, the shitty ones. I don't know how that happened, but I did. Oh, I should probably put that. that I was, I, yeah.
1: I will say we only had seen one of these, and then we just kind of split up the titles randomly. And then I somehow got the best one. Not
0: somehow. You knew the ratings going in. And you're like, you can take this one. And then you can have this one. Well, the there's sh-
1: one you said you wanted. And then I said I was taking the other one. And then, um, yeah, the, like mm-hmm. I didn't intentionally uh-huh. pick the highest rated one.
0: It's fine. It's fine.
1: I mean, it worked out. Well,
0: I guess I guess technically because we were supposed to do the lift, I, that was almost a three. But then the one I got was like a 2.3 or 2.4. It was not, not
1: Look, good. this one's the worst one.
0: It is the worst one, and that's why we're starting with it. It is Elevator from 2011, not rated. Don't really know why, because there's not much blood. Am I? I mean, I...
1: like, I, I think it could get away with a fair PG-13. Well, it probably Maybe had they to were be R. To deter people from the bad humor. I well, mean, this has got the most um recognizable actors in it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it does, and well we'll get into that in just a second. Uh, so it, it, this movie intros with some random dude making a bomb and, uh, telling, you know, someone who's behind the camera cause we can't see them cause it's, it's, it's a, it's a mystery. Uh, he's like, yeah, this will kill this, you know, at a five meter radius, everyone will be dead. I'm like, all right, that's a weird setup. Um, and then it cuts to like five different people doing whatever they're doing in their life. And they all wind up on this elevator. Now th- they're on an elevator to go to a work party. Uh, everyone in the building is going for it's. Uh, I think they're unveiling something that night. I can't remember what it was for, but they're all going upstairs to a party. Um, yeah, because
1: they're like stockbrokers, I think.
0: Yeah, and then the the so it's the the boss is in the elevator with a bunch of coworkers, and the boss has his little fucking bitchy daughter with him, who and is the granddaughter. Worst. Whatever, I don't care. The worst. Because she starts fucking with the elevator and causes it to stop because she's messing around with buttons and stuff. And, the you know, the grandfather's not paying attention. I'm like, idiot. So she messes up the elevator and it stops. And there you there's there's your catalyst for this movie is, OK, now they're stuck and we have to get out of this elevator. Uh, of course, immediately, the Preggers lady has to pee and she does it in her purse. Right in the purse. Uh, and we're, I think it was like 15 minutes in. It's like, God, someone already has to pee great yeah. um then there's this old lady that's in the elevator with them and she divulges some information because she doesn't work there her husband did
1: no they they yes. were investors what they they invested stocks with the company she was an investor
0: well then fucking maybe you should be describing this one i guess i wrote that down wrong it's okay okay well i got okay they invested or whatever um, and he committed suicide because, oh yeah, I'm sorry, here it is. He committed, committed suicide because uh, their investment went wrong and they lost all their money. So you're like, all right, I have a pretty sneaking suspicion that the bomb in the beginning was definitely made for this lady here, who is the same lady from, let me get her name real quick. Her name is Shirley Knight, and she played the crazy pill-addicted grandma and grandma, or not grandma, just the pill-addicted lady and Grandma's Boy, the really, really... Looney Tunes one it's really funny because she kind of carries that over into this movie because she's popping pills and drinking liquor like a madman so I thought that was funny so she's the one with the bomb strapped to her chest and she her goal was to just I was just kill as many people as possible right go to the party and just it was gonna set off and boom just kill people
1: she was trying to send a message
0: yeah okay of her
1: husband and her son yeah. right
0: yeah but now she's on the elevator with all these people and she's got a bomb but they don't know like nobody knows she has a bomb until she fucking has a heart attack and dies <laughs> so you're just like okay whoa so yeah she, I, don't, I don't remember what caused the heart attack I can't remember exactly what the what caused it but yeah she has a heart attack passes out and then they notice something on her they realize that it's a bomb um <laughs> excuse me and uh for some reason now, they can't get the bomb, because it's strapped around her waist. They can't get the bomb off of her so, for some reason. What?
1: Yeah. What? You talk a little lower. All right. Well, fucking Jesus Christ.
0: Uh, they can't get the bomb off her. They can't cut it off her or whatever. So what they decide to do is they decide to take the world's tiniest pocket knife and try to cut her in half with it, because that's the most reasonable solution, right? To get to get a little- It's little... basically the nail file yeah. knife- so they like start cutting her open. Did, I don't, did they even get it off? Did they? No, they got the... No, they did. No,
1: because someone got in there. No, they did because...
0: Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, like, I'm I just like, I don't understand how in the hell that is supposed to work with a teeny tiny little blade. Um, <coughs> and by the way, if you remember Home Alone or Home Alone 2, uh, the guy who played Buzz... What the fuck? Where is he? Where did he go? He's really fat in the- oh, there he is, Devin Ratray. He played Buzz in Home Alone. He's in this, and good God, is he fat as hell? He yeah, really he's lost le- some weight now, though. I think the first thing I said when I saw him and recognized who he was, I said, "Oh, Biff or not Biff? Buzz? Woof?" Because that's what <laughs> Kevin says about his girlfriend in the movie. I was like, "Dang, dude, you you lost or you get you gained some weight." So he's in this, right? And about I don't know hour into the movie, they reveal he has a cell phone and. Like where? Why have you not been trying to call people this entire time with that cell phone?
1: What are you talking about? They did call people. They tried, and then like, well, they, they tried calling 911, and they're like, "What? Do you, what's your issue? And he's like, I feel like I shouldn't have to keep repeating the issue, but guys. But they don't,
0: but like, okay, maybe not an hour in, but it, it's a while into the movie before someone actually pops out, like before Buzz pops out a cell phone. They're just like, why did you not do that? Because they didn't do it immediately. It took them a while to actually pull out a cell phone and start calling people.
1: Well, I remember they kept trying to call the... Uh, the like security desk, whatever, or through the elevator. And those guys were like, uh, ah, it takes a while and then the uh owner of the company got real rude with them and they're like, Oh, we're just gonna stop answering. You're like, so you guys are gonna leave them in there forever or
0: Yeah, it, um very bizarre not in the, you know what? Not even to mention the complete like racism in this movie.
1: It was bizarre. It,
0: it was really bizarre because Joey uh, Slotnick. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He he almost he reminds me of like a weird looking Kramer. Um,
1: oh, he's been in so many things. He's one of those actors that just pops up in literally everything. Yeah,
0: he's he's more of a guy that is on shows, kind of bounces around from show to show. Oh, I guess he was in Hollow Man in two thousand. Um, but yeah, he's mostly on TV shows and stuff like that. No, he's not. Really, he's never. He's never the star of a movie.
1: The Jewish guy, thin, like like a, blonde curly hair.
0: Yeah, kind of receding hairline, but has like hair, hair like Kramer. Like when you
1: see him, you're like, hey, I recognize that guy. Yeah,
0: I know that guy. Well, he is just blatantly uh, like attacking this guy who's an Iranian guy. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you know all about bombs and this and that. And it doesn't... Like, I thought it was going to be just in the in the beginning. No, no, no. It goes all the way through the entire movie of him just being an asshole to him because... He thinks he's a terrorist. Like, dude, lay off it, man.
1: And it didn't make any sense because, first off, he immediately says, oh, we've got the terrorists protecting us now? Like, yeah, bro, dude, coming you- in hot. You don't even know that guy. You're just standing next to him. Well, and then no one really says anything to him about it. No one's like, wow, that's fucking rude. Yeah, no said- They <laughs> just got <laughs> one girl who is also not white. You'd think she would be offended. That someone's being a racist in the elevator with, uh, with her, but she's kind of laughing, and you're like, "What? Why do you think that's funny?" Hello, yeah. And so it's really bizarre because it keeps going the whole time, and there's this weird underlying thing where um, the lady who's got the bomb strapped to her, well, it turns out that um, part right. of the reason she has the bomb strapped to her is because of her uh, son dying in the war, and the company losing them all the money and then you know so she gets really angry after like her son and her husband die and they she's flat broke and she gets her son's friend who was also overseas to build a bomb so it's like so not only do you have random guy making a bunch of weird terrorist comments but to reflect that you also have like a US military guy who's making bombs to blow people up like what what's the message of this film?
0: Well, it's weird because it's not like it came out around you know two thousand or um two came
1: out in two thousand eleven. That's what I'm
0: saying. It didn't come out around nine eleven or anything. So there's no, there was no, there was no. I mean, there's never a reason for that in the movie. But you know,
1: it, it wasn't like a hot topic.
0: Exactly. That, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't. I mean, obviously, uh, it's still
1: going on, but it wasn't. It wouldn't have the same bizarre impact it would have had six years earlier. Even. Yeah.
0: It's just so weird for him to. And it's funny, too, because in real life, yo, if he was talking that much shit, he would have dropped him about five lines in. He would have just... Somebody would have said
1: something to them. Like, how about you
0: just shut up? I would have knocked... I would have laid him out. Like, shut the fuck up. You're such an asshole. What are you doing with your life that you need to do this?
1: Yeah, and he, like, weirdly becomes not a dick in the last 20 minutes of the film for no reason. Like, suddenly he has a lobotomy and changes personalities. (laughs) And the whole... It's crazy because, like, the setup was there and then they just didn't do anything with it. Like, I think we agreed the most exciting part of the movie is there's a. I'm sorry, do you want to say it, I'm talking about this one. Go ahead. No, go ahead. There's a. So, there's the pregnant lady in there and there's a couple in there um, who are, like, all over each other. And um, the pregnant lady, I think, she agrees to uh, check the body for a bomb. And uh, to see if the lady was lying, and the guy's like, "Oh, don't do it, don't do it," and she's like, "Oh, so you want to be a, a good dad now?" And then it kind of comes out that the guy with the girlfriend is the father of the pregnant uh, lady's baby, and you're like, "Do what now?" And then there's like, this, "What?" There's all this tension, and, and it's <laughs> gone in like ten <laughs> seconds, and they never bring it up again. And you're like, "Oh, what was?" What? Why? I, Why?
0: I remember getting excited when, like, at that point, because I looked at you, just like, ooh, okay, here's some like spicy drama to, to to like come into the movie like in about an hour after, like, yeah, let's do this, and then yeah, never, just nope, we're done. That's no, it.
1: Like, did did not in any way further nope. the, the plot. We talked about it. Like that would have been a prime opportunity to be like him having to um, step up and man up and not like lie about what's going on or that would have been the time for him to be like oh you have to choose between um your girlfriend or your unborn child or something nope never comes up Nothing, again yep. not even relevant to the plot in fact um only what was it just one person didn't make it out right
0: yeah and that that pissed me off the most because i think yeah that's right they they got to a point where it was about like a third of the like the elevator. They were able to move, maneuver it. I don't remember exactly how they they maneuvered it to a point where you could see about I don't know a third of the door so that we people could like lift people up and get people out. Of course, you know uh, Buzz is too fat to get out, so he can't get out. And then the bomb goes off, and he's the only one that dies. And I said, really, because I was gonna give it a two star because like that was a bad movie. And then you killed the only person that I liked. One and a half stars for me, dude. Fucking
1: well, Yeah, awful. he was the only. Decent person in the <laughs> like at one point like the pregnant lady uh says to the, like the Iranian security guard guy she's like hey can I hold your arm because she has to pee yeah but also she's pregnant it's kind of hard for her to do a whole squat situation yeah and he kind of looks she
0: wants that baby coming out
1: <laughs> that's not how that works um and she's like you're kind of gonna have to hold my arm like like dude like help out like and I think I said to him like what the fuck dude. Just hold her arm. She She's pregnant. <laughs> Help her. And Buzz's character, I don't know that guy's name.
0: Oh, Buzz's character. Well, his name in the actual movie is Martin.
1: Yeah, so Buzz is like, he takes off his jacket <laughs> so- to kind of shield her. He, he's super helpful uh, with her. Oh, no. That's why she said the father figure line, because she starts smoking in the elevator, which was also a weird move.
0: Oh, yeah, for a pregnant lady to start smoking.
1: Yeah, right. It's like, oh, and-
0: uh, hello?
1: Yeah, because anything that happened to cause tension literally panned out to absolutely nothing. Nothing at all. And there was no reason for Buzz to have been the last person in there. And he turns around and he goes, I guess I'm the hero. You're like, but do what, what now? <laughs> and if oh, what? you noticed, the gap in the elevator was super small when the guys were looking through it. Like they were squatting down really low to get their head in to see. But somehow they could get a pregnant woman through it.
0: That's what I'm saying. They got a pregnant woman through that. Who's got a big belly, but they can't get a guy who's just a bit wider than everybody else. I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, like if maybe if you open the door all the way.
0: Yeah, you're, you're telling me you guys don't have like the jaws of life to pry shit open with? Get out of here. Come on.
1: Yeah, and um, it was just a, a really
0: terrible I think, movie. Yeah, it was,
1: fr- it was frustrating <laughs> it because was you're terrible. like, you watch it and you've got all these like tense things set up and they just go nowhere. Yeah. The plot went absolutely nowhere. And uh, yeah. I, well, it,
0: it, it, again, it's just such an odd plot because there's a lot of terrorism and stuff happening, like especially with, you know, the lady who the strapped the bomb to herself. Uh, you didn't want to just like make a bomb and set it down and walk away. You wanted to kill yourself too. Wouldn't that kind of defeat the whole point of,
1: you know what I mean? I, I don't. Yeah, I mean uh, what? And utterly bizarre. But I mean, like we even watched another film, which we'll talk about later, where. It was much more like open to interpretation. The plot, there wasn't really so much a plot as like (laughs) some plot device. Like, there were definitely plot devices and there were definitely things going on, but they also rounded out to nothing. Still more interesting to this because actually the plot went like it went in a direction. Didn't go anywhere, but it definitely went in a direction. Whereas this was kind of like, oh, there's a bomb. I guess we'll stay in here. We've been saved in time. But see, and the crazy thing is, is this is it's
0: actually a good setup if you take away all the racist stereotypes, and the just the okay, the whole being trapped in an elevator with a bomb—that is a really good premise because that is um, immediately stresses me out because not only are you stuck in an elevator, you have no idea when you're gonna get out. There's also an explosive device in there with you that could go off at any time. So as a, as that little as a story, that is a great story, just poorly executed, just horribly executed
1: yeah see um i think it would have been more interesting if they actually had to um had a reason to be more aggressive with each other like if it was some sort of weird saw the circle situation where it's like someone else has locked them in there and like ah oh, you have to actually start killing people and then like they're forced to choose that would be a tense elevator situation or like and then there's a bomb in there and if and like if you guys don't do it we're going to blow you up, and there's going to be a survivor, and whatever. There, I, there was more potential, the, uh, and the, it just kind of feels like a 15-year-old wrote this.
0: I feel like you could. there was about 10 other ways you could have gone that would have been great, and you took the one path that was just an utter shit show. What the hell? Because like, from the get-go, I hated, I immediately hated George, and that was the guy that played by Joey, who was the complete racist. What?
1: Apparently, Shirley Knight died in April.
0: That has nothing to do with this.
1: I mean, she's the lady with the bomb. Oh. So yeah, it does. Oh shit. Also it's called related news. Oh. Oh. Yeah, she died at 83. Oh my
0: god, she died like th- what like a couple months ago.
1: Well, Aww. at least we know she probably wasn't cut in half afterwards.
0: God, she was born in 1936. She old lady.
1: Yeah, 83. What?
0: Oh, yeah, I see that there. Oh yeah. Right and there. they
1: said it twice. <laughs> oh my god. Um Sorry. but yeah, there there were several other directions they could have gone and they just didn't and <laughs> Sorry.
0: Plot keywords from IMDB racism. Bigotry. Pregnant women trapped and clawed. Like the first keyword is racism. Like God. Yeah, because that
1: was the most horrific thing about it was the unnecessary racism. Cause I think there was only one really horror esque moment, and it was very brief, and you barely saw anything.
0: Yeah, the when they when they cut her open, that was really the only Oh,
1: I was thinking about the arm scene, but yeah. Arm scene. With the guy had his arms stuck out and dumb kid wouldn't stop pushing buttons.
0: Oh, sorry. We've watched four elevator movies are kind of all, uh, you know.
1: <laughs> they really make you wonder if someone's going to get chopped in half at some point. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, this is Which interesting. Which is definitely
1: an elevator trope.
0: Yes. But this is interesting because this, the storyline itself from IMDb says, Racism collides with corporate greed when nine strangers, one of whom has a bomb, become trapped in it so i I become trapped in a wall street elevator so i guess that's that was just it wasn't really unintentional i I guess that was a key part in this movie for whatever fuck reason. reason there was
1: literally no purpose for that and um i don't see what corporate greed has to do with anything because the guys make a good point while it is super shitty at the end of the day i mean they shouldn't have suggested the guy buy shitty stock but if the guy did it that's his money to lose that's a risk he takes and also those guys are out to make your money so um they don't really care how you do it would be real dumb to just wildly trust a stockbroker to not screw you over well but
0: again remember because when they the, what they didn't tell you for a while was the fact that um the the boss was retiring and they were cutting him like a 75 million dollar check remember you don't remember yeah, that yeah no, yeah, yeah cuz they're like if we all get out of here we're getting a million we're getting we each get a million dollars what
1: if you liked the devil you will like this don't False.
0: yeah yeah don't 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 go by let's that let's see
1: if the director directed anything else because I'm, I'm genuinely curious if someone hired him for more than one film well
0: i was gonna say real quick there is i don't even see a spot for trivia i don't even there's, no, there's n- isn't there isn't any trivia well, i know but usually it'll say be the first to add trivia there's not even a fucking trivia section here so good good there because i don't i don't care <laughs> the bomb maker michael mercurio wait I, I know that name michael mercurio Hello, what have you been in? Oh, never mind. Maybe not. Maybe it's just one of those names that you recognize. You're like, I've seen you in something. No, never mind. Just kidding. All right. So the director of this Bombing was this. Stig Svensson.
1: Got a lot of foreign things going on with this.
0: He did Elevator and Kings Bay six years later and then nothing ever again.
1: Wow. I wonder how good Kings Bay did.
0: Let's see. 2017. Maybe 5.8. That's better than whatever this got hold on what did what a down get or elevator 5.3 oh 5.3 oh god never mind it's the same same thing
1: yeah i never watch literally sorry. anything else
0: yeah um yikes yeah so it's probably good he's not doing anything because, yeah, there's no reason for that racism. There's no need for it. I mean, there's no need for it ever. But, like, you know, obviously there's movies that deal with racism but actually have a good message behind them, you know? This was just, uh, I'm being racist for the sake of being racist. It no. Kinda, don't do that, do that I, ever. That
1: I know that it's a foreign director. It kind of feels like some sort of F you to America because it's like, oh, you people are all um, greedy liars and racists. I mean. Who blow each other up.
0: If, you've, if, if you see that what's going on in the world lately, apparently a lot of us are racist. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. They're kind of just coming out of everywhere. You're like, oh, could you go back to wherever you came from? Because we don't need you know anything what? else going on right now. Go go away.
1: No. Thanks for outing yourselves on public platforms. It makes it a whole lot easier to find out who you need to unfriend.
0: I guess that's true, yeah. yeah. So fair enough. As much as we don't need it, I guess it is good to be like, it's okay, bye-bye. See you later.
1: It's nice to know who's secretly harboring hate.
0: <laughs> for no reason. Uh yeah. I I will say though, all these movies that we've watched were except it says an hour 24 here. I'm going by what Letterbox says. All of them besides uh the lift was an hour and wait, did I actually even watch the lift? Never mind. What so Well, dark floors. I'll go I get there. I'll get there. Okay, god. Uh yeah, so they were all under an hour and 25 minutes. So they're all quick. Cuz if that was if there was any more minutes in elevator, I think I would have just started clawing my fucking eyes out. So an hour twenty-four, it says here, but it said an hour twenty-one somewhere else, whatever. Under an hour and a half, good, because that's that's about as much movie, as much of elevator as I could handle.
1: Norway. Okay.
0: Norwegian.
1: Yeah, um, I will say, congrats to you, Stig, Stig Sven- Svensson. on making a tense premise boring.
0: Boring as hell.
1: I like you're like, we've got minutes for the bomb.
0: Do what now? <laughs> Do anyone
1: anyone got, like, gum or something? I'm kind of bored. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> like, Jesus. And, the, and what,
0: what sucks about it is we didn't even get to see the bomb explode. I mean, sort of. We heard it because, you, you, like, the elevator fell or something, and then it just, boom. And I'm like, is, does that, is that what I've been waiting to see this whole time down at the bottom of the elevator shaft? Really? I would have loved to see. Honestly, it would have been great if it just exploded and massacred everyone. That would have been, oh, my God, I think I would have given it five stars. Like, yes, you're all dead because you're all terrible. No, no, no. Skip that. Buzz gets out. Everyone else dies, including that stupid little girl. God.
1: I mean, I would have been fine if they were like, ah, oh, we'll save the pregnant lady. Like, cool, guys. Yeah. You, you made a sacrifice.
0: No, you killed the, but no, the best person no, there was literally that no
1: sacrifice. It was just like, ah, oh, he just can't fit. R.I.P., bro. Yeah. Like, you're too oh, fat. Oh, okay. You can't we're, fit through. I guess we're just not going to try after this. God.
0: The worst. Uh, yeah, that's going to be one I don't recommend. Um.
1: 100 percent
0: 100 percent don't that is a fright maris flop um but yeah take it away let's get on to the next one here um uh down from what is it Two thousand eighteen? i don't know yeah
1: episode aired february
0: 1st 2019 huh oh that's right because hulu into the dark started like October of yeah, 2018. So
1: technically, this is an episode in a Hulu series, but they're full length movies. Yeah. So um, but they're like, but they're also considered episodes. So it's,
0: it's a but, sk- let's, let's call it a series at this point, you know?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. But I still count it because if the episodes longer than, you know, 45 minutes, then it must be a movie.
0: It's on Letterboxd because Letterboxd only does movies or like the, they did the Tiger King and a couple other things, but it's I mean, on Letterboxd. It's a movie.
1: Yeah, uh, so this one is called Down. It is a Valentine's themed episode, which um, you immediately got annoyed when you thought there was some sort of romantic thing going on, and I was like, "It's a Valentine's Day themed episode. Of course, there's got to be romance going on." Well,
0: yeah, because I just saw something about being stranded in the val- you know, Valentine's Day over the weekend. I'm like,
1: "Oh no, I don't. I don't want this yeah. to be a love thing." And all I saw was that the the security camera started on february 13th i'm like oh so it's like a valentine's day theme we got it pre-v day so basic setup two people leaving an office building um late night february 13th uh are going down to the parking lot they kind of start talking to each other the elevator breaks down and then they're just trapped in there and um it's a man and a woman and they kind of start chatting with each other and they start flirting a little bit and they kind of share some attraction for each other. And one thing leads to another. And, uh, the guy basically is like, Oh, I feel strong feelings for you. And the girl's like, N- no, no, this was like a hookup thing. And also I'm going to get back together with somebody else after this. Yeah, so. her, uh,
0: her ex fiance, she was going to yeah. surprise him in New York to try and get to try and patch things up
1: yeah and uh then it kind of unravels after that because it turns out this guy um this isn't a chance encounter and then it goes from being like oh cute moment we got trapped in an elevator to oh god i'm trapped in the elevator with that guy and you know they they played it really well because at first it kind of seems like this cute thing and you're like oh i wonder like what's gonna be tense because they seem to be getting along really well and having fun and whatnot, but
0: oh, sorry. Oh, did you want to say? No, that? no. I thought you were stop- I thought you were stopping. I was, me. I was. spoiling. Oh. <laughs> but. Um,
1: but there were like moments, and we discussed this while we were watching the movie. There were things that he said earlier on, and I don't want to give like everything away about this. Okay. Do you want to just spoil it? I, don't, I, don't know. I mean, I guess it would be kind of hard not to talk about all of it, but we don't have to give like every little detail away. Like, we don't have to give away the very, very end. No, yeah, yeah. So we won't go into that. Yeah, I won't. We'll stick inside. We'll stick
0: inside. The uh, elevator.
1: Um, (laughs) The confines of the space. So there were things he started saying at the beginning where I looked at you and I was like, oh, see, if this were, like, 50 years ago, that might sound cute. Saying it now sounds cute. i noticed you over there. Yeah, because I don't know I, what that I,
0: accent was. I have no idea. I, that was my '50s accent. I don't know. I'm sorry. Are you also
1: in the South?
0: <laughs> I say boy, I say. Wow. Oh, what's the what's his face?
1: Foghorn, Foghorn leghorn. leghorn. Yeah. What? Wow. You're so weird. I, I'm
0: just quoting what he said. God.
1: So yeah. So um, <laughs> there's a moment where he's like, uh, you know, I have a little confession. Like, first off, that that doesn't sound promising
0: uh well this was after she pretty you know she rejected him no 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 no. i don't like no that no no was...
1: this was when they first started like flirting with each other just really early on oh yeah i've kind of um i've kind of seen you around a couple times like you just seemed really nice and and you were very pretty and you know i just thought you know you'd be someone who would be nice to get to know and the girl's like oh that's kind of cute and Then they have this incredibly bizarre moment where they start talking about like their craziest sex experiences, but he um, he makes one up, and it gets really dirty. And then he's like, "Ah, I've got an erection," and she's like, "That's okay." Well,
0: that wasn't the weirdest part. The weirdest part is that um, hold on, let me get let me get her actual name in because I mean, there's only two people. It's going to be really easy to keep track of who was who. So you have Jennifer and you have Guy. So Jen when when they go to tell the sex stories, she starts recording it on her phone. And in my head, I just thought, what, the, why? What is the point of filming it? Like, I don't understand at all why you need to put yeah. this on your camera to remember forever because that was awkward as hell.
1: Yeah, that doesn't really um, so imply weird. that you want to forget about this experience after you're done having it. And um, it was kind of odd because she was, she was, and I don't want to say this because it's going to sound weird, But she was kind of throwing vibes like she was into him, too. And then they, like, hook up in the elevator, which is hilarious considering they're aware there's a camera right there. And...
0: Well, some people just don't care.
1: Apparently.
0: Enjoy the show.
1: But, yeah, as soon as they're done having sex, he's like, you're someone I could fall in love with. And she kind of looks around like, oh...
0: No, I mean, okay, I understand. You know, you came on a bit strong. You know, by saying that immediately after meeting someone and having sex with them, that's a bit strong. But you know, hey, if that's how you feel about it, if that's how good it was and you connected, I mean, how you what you supposed to stop your feelings? Because she was kind of a bitch to him after that. Like, oh, let me get all the way over here. Yeah, I don't. I this no. I'm not even gonna kind of talk about that. I'm going back this way to get my boyfriend. Uh, or ex-fiance. Wow, damn.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was odd because she she really should have been more upfront and should yeah. not have been, like, setting up a sexual encounter. So it's kind of odd that she, like, the second he's like, I'm vibing this, she's like, oh, no, I didn't really, uh like, okay, yeah, I get sometimes you get swept up in the moment there, but. Yeah, if be- you were really interested in getting your fiance back, it was kind of a weird move because
0: she had plenty of time because he came out he's like, I really want to kiss you and he starts advancing towards her and I don't even think they kiss I think he immediately just goes for her blouse and no, starts they
1: un- making out of okay
0: it. well then eventually he goes for her blouse and unbuttons three buttons and she's like, stop like wow that is you should have said stop out one and then she just takes her hand and jams it down his pants. that would have been the time to say wait, hey, I kind of have like ex-fiancé thing going on. I don't know. But no, then they make passionate love and then she's, Oh, well, (laughs) I got a thing I got to do. So goodbye.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's an odd moment where he starts bringing up topics and he just randomly says like football, sex, cars, like he just starts naming random things. And she's like, Oh no, you said sex. Let's talk about it. Like, Lady. Damn,
0: you're just yeah. You're
1: not talking like someone who's really interested in getting their ex back. You're talking like someone who's freely available. Yeah. To be that being said, everything else that happened to her in the film undeserved. Yeah. Yeah, did not deserve any of that based on that. That would just be like a okay, well that's kind of shitty. You should have been more upfront. And that's about it. Not a <laughs> I'm going to terrify you now and maybe kill you
0: okay but i will say she has three chances to get away and fucks up two of those okay that's true because when we get to a certain point well it's right after this whole sex thing when his feelings are completely crushed what does he reveal oh he reveals that he doesn't work there no he does work there hold on he doesn't work he doesn't work in like the building he's the security guard Because, you know, he said he was from like a log. He was all
1: suited up. Yeah,
0: he's all suited up. He said he was a broker or something upstairs. No, 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 no. He is the security guard. And that's how he's noticed her. But it's not a couple of times. It's every day. He's got pictures and and videos videos. on his phone. So she's just, "Oh, oh, no, what have I done? This was a terrible mistake. I just fucked the stalker guy. Um, and that was a moment I was like, whoa, that is a fucking turn right there. Yeah, That was a really good twist.
1: And like, well, because that's why I said when he said, oh, I've noticed you around. i was like, yeah, see, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, mm-mm-mm. Especially I-
0: if she never mentioned anything about being Like, yeah, I've seen you, too. Because she didn't. She just was like, oh, uh, yeah, all right.
1: And I mean, you know what? This reminds me that I've actually experienced... Something similar.
0: You were trapped in an elevator.
1: No. Oh. When I was in Korea, some dude tried to hit on two of my co teachers, and then tried to hit on me. Actually, I was getting in the elevator to go to my the school because the school there was on like the third floor of the building, and this guy starts talking to me. I have my headphones in, and I think he's trying to ask like what floor is some or something else on. No, no, no. He's trying to hit on me in an elevator at seven in the morning when I know I'm about to go into a school that all the lights are shut off and I am going to be alone in. Terrifying. And then this dude literally came back later and pretended to be a parent to and then asked to get personal information for some of the female teachers um, and asked why it wasn't posted on the website. They had to call the cops and everything. So this is like. Some shit that happens and it's creepy and weird.
0: Well, you're also in Korea.
1: No, that guy was like, Yo, I've noticed you. I'm like, uh, eh, what?
0: No. It's funny how you didn't say that when we were watching the movie. It just somehow came up in the podcast. Oh yeah.
1: No, actually I just it I the talking about how creepy that whole situation was again actually just reminded me of that whole incident. So yeah. So that's why I was like, Yeah, that's kind of weird he said that. That's red flaggy. And then he's like, "I've been actually noticing you so much. I've got a photo album with your name on it. I've, I've made pictures of our children."
0: <laughs> I have to go. I've forgotten everything outside. Goodbye.
1: Yeah, and it and then he basically uh, points out that he made her uh, trapped in the elevator. He set the whole thing up. He got the key. Yeah and um well he doesn't reveal right away that he's oh, got yeah, the, I know, the but key he... but he starts terrorizing her and like she attacks him and then he like smashes her head into the floor.
0: Oh he goes crazy. He starts punching walls and just like, like blood se- all over the place. seriously self-destructing. I remember just being, "Oh, this is, this is hard to watch, dude. You need to like you need you got a lot of issues and feelings." Didn't he actually say, "I have a lot of thoughts and feelings?" Or was that another was that dark was that dark floors? I don't know. At some point, one of these... No, no.
1: He said something similar, but not exactly like well, that. Well,
0: s- someone in this movie said, I have thoughts and feelings. I was like, man, that is always what I say when I have a lot of thoughts and feelings. It's funny that they use the same phrase. Uh, so, yeah, once they start going, once he starts going cuckoo, um, they've already tried to break out multiple times at this point. No one's answering at the security guard desk because, <laughs> he's a security guard. And, of course, the phones don't work. Uh, immediately, they start trying to go up into the ceiling, which is a stereo- or a trope in, in all of these movies. Get trapped in an elevator. We got to got to go up. We, there's got to be a way we can
1: go up. And there doesn't appear to be any like panels to push out of the way. So they're like, Ah, shit. I guess we're stuck in here. And then of course they try to pull the doors open.
0: Of course, yeah. That's another. That's another trope. Always trying to. Always going up. And then once up doesn't work, trying to pull the doors, vice versa. But eventually, uh he notices that there's no screws in some panel and takes the.
1: Well, because she convinces him that he like she's totally cool with all this. She was like, I'm gonna call the cops. You're like, Wow, lady. You're gonna say that while you're trapped in here with them? That's a bold move. And then she's like, "No, no, no, I'm kidding. This was really cute and sweet." Well, and no, I she like doesn't. It. She doesn't
0: do that until he get until. So hold, God, hold on a second. You oh, Who's who's doing this? Well, no, movie. You're getting that. Well, because I was saying something about it. You're you're getting ahead of me. Um, so when he notices that there's no screws on one panel and starts to pop it up with the with the metal jug she peed in, by the way, because yeah. she peed in that jug and he's taking it to to mash. Uh, anyways, he gets out or he's able to lift up the uh, panel. But for some reason, even though he was four inches away from being able to grab the top of it, he says, I need a boost. Uh, pretty sure you could dude. I saw your upper body, man. looks good. Feel like you could pull yourself up, dude. You got a pretty solid upper body, but no, he had to get a boost from her. But then she's like, no, 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 no. I won't call the cops. It's fine. Just boost me up. And then I'll just, we'll get, I'll just, you know, I'll get help. I'll come back. And you're like, suspicious dude you just said you were gonna call the cops now there's an exit you're saying you're not okay but of course she bats her eyes at him and the guys are dumb and like oh yeah okay uh. and then the second she gets up to the top of the little um panel she just flicks him off and like, you dumb bitch why just go and do your business because <laughs> now he's coming after you
1: yeah she Fucking was not uh, thinking before acting i mean they even uh tried to get the key out at one point, but she accidentally like snaps the key. So it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Cause
0: they were, yeah. Cause someone, someone, Oh yeah. Cause no, he goes to let her out. Oh, that's right. That's right. He goes to let her out. Remember he's like, just go, it's fine. But then she's like, no, I'm calling the cops. And, he, and he's like, that was not the thing to say to me. So he closes the door and then they scuffle. And then she ends up kicking the key which breaks it in half.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that was,
0: so, so she fucked up two getaways.
1: Because like, <laughs> Wow, you know what you want to do when you're trying to escape someone who's clearly deranged and um, you're trapped in a room with? You want to make them feel like you're on their side. Yeah. So they will let you get away. I'm pretty sure...
0: Call the cops. I'm pretty sure the doors were open and she's like, No, you're not getting away with this. I'm calling the cops. And well then no,
1: they were like you, the elevator started moving. Okay,
0: that's right. That's right. Yeah. I was like, you stupid idiot. You you were literally about to get out before you're like, No, I'm calling the cops.
1: Do that when you get the Like, outside. Have your Karen moment. Actually don't have it ever. Just just like be like, Okay, well, you know what? Like I'm leaving. maybe Goodbye. we can talk about this, like, just give me some time to think and we can talk about this later. Like I I'm I'm kind of hurt. But you're right, I did sense a connection, so I'm going to go and we'll talk about this on Tuesday or something. Make some shit up.
0: Right? Don't be an idiot.
1: And not to mention, she assumes because he needs a boost, there's no possible way for him to get to the ceiling of the elevator. And so she immediately flips him the bird like, wow, again, something you could have saved for court.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You could have saved that for so long, you could have gotten out. Of you know, because I guess their their whole thing was climb up a ladder and then somehow shimmy your way around the side of the elevator walls and open the door. But uh, what does he do? What is he grabs like two shirts, ties them together, flings them over like a metal bar that's uh, like just above the uh, panel, and then he just he literally what he does is he hoists himself up from on the feet on the floor, and just straight up and over the top. And I was like, you
1: easily could have gotten out. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if you had thought that through, yeah. So that was weird. And then, um, then you know, it just kind of gets wild after that, after they uh, try to break out. And um, then there was that other movie trope that happens when the other security car sh- uh, elevator trope that happened when the other security guard showed up. Um, you know, when he shows up and he's like, oh, my God, there are people trapped in oh, the elevator. Yeah. And he gets it like partially open. And uh, the guy's like, oh, this key you gave me. It doesn't work. Yeah, a guy
0: is telling the other security guard um eddie it's like yeah it doesn't work come on up here man
1: yeah like poke your head like try to climb into this elevator with us well the girl is actually awake first and she's um because she's tied up what's his face at this point and like a guy Mm. she tied up guy with the shirt after they crashed back into the elevator and then threatened to cut his junk off
0: i don't think so
1: yeah because then she's like now film that now we're gonna film and you're gonna tell them everything you did to me okay i don't know and then um because she really likes recording things i guess and yeah weird so she's talking to the secure other security guy well while he's not paying attention guy gets himself untied and knocks her ass out and then immediately um Guy is like, oh, Eddie, I can't get this key to work because my hands are broken or something. Could you lean in here and help out? And then, as soon as he gets his like torso through, Guy flips the key and then holds the guy's arm so he can't get back out of the elevator.
0: What I love about that is when he, when Eddie pops in there, he's like, oh, he sees the girl. Like, didn't you see that on the camera? Why are you freaking out? You saw two people in there. And now you're like freak like oh what's going on in here like
1: you saw that on the camera well no he saw her and then she disappeared but then he saw that she had been knocked out in the corner that's what I'm saying like suddenly between the time he had talked to her and face to face whatever and um then he saw you know guy with the key and then there was that weird elevator trope where if someone sticks their body through or head through or something. They're losing whatever that was. I don't know why that's like every horror movie. Because I need to come
0: on. That's the best part. That's a great kill.
1: I mean, I wonder if that's actually happened ever in real life. What? If someone's been cut in half by an elevator.
0: I'm sure that's happened. 100%.
1: I'm just wondering. I'm, I mean, it's also, I, we've also seen that in Resident Evil. I told you there was an episode of Supernatural where that happened. It's a trope.
0: I mean, it is. If there's an elevator in a movie and it's a horror movie, odds are someone's getting a limb cut off. I mean, in this case, Eddie gets literally ripped in half. You know, no, uh, no, he's got a torso and that's it. Torso and hands and arms. Yeah. And the best line of the movie, best fucking line, is when the Guy goes back down to the security desk. And uh the sleepy girlfriend of Eddie's is still in the lobby because they went there together. I guess they were, they were they were out that night and they stopped by for, they
1: were going to look at the view the view oh the that's roof.
0: right they went she he wanted to show her the the roof and uh so guy comes back down not knowing anybody else is in there. She's like, "Oh, where's Eddie He's like, "Oh, Eddie split. I fucking cackled so loud.' I was like, "Oh my God, I love stupid puns. that's great
1: see, I like when he uh gooshed her and then was like, "Hey." Eddie, your girl. When he killed her, (laughs) when he's like, uh, "Hey, Eddie, your girlfriend was looking for you," and he throws her body with his body, and you're like, "Damn!"
0: Well, yeah, because I guess his uh, like way to fix everything to hide all the bodies is to just kick them down the elevator shaft.
1: Because no one will notice that
0: smell. Good, good temporary, you know, solution. Uh, But I feel like ultimately you're gonna have to go retrieve those because, yeah, smell. uh, I mean, at some point, someone's gonna see that. I would assume. I mean, I don't know. He, he, I guess. Those are the only two uh, security guards, so maybe not. I don't know. So odd plan for that, um, but yeah, I think I want to cut it there, just because what happens after once you know once guy actually gets out of the elevator is it gets pretty it gets pretty wacky from there.
1: Yeah, but overall, it's a really interesting story. Um, very cool for like horror Valentine's Day because you know the whole idea of making a connection with someone really quick and is that person really like. Who they say they are? Can you really trust someone you just met?
0: Well, this is an extremely like relatable, well, not relatable. I'm saying it's a relevant movie because this shit. I mean, not maybe to this extent, but this shit happens to women like that yeah. get targeted and people get. So it's not you know. It's I mean it came out last year. I mean, so, I mean it's it's still you know it's just it's very relevant
1: honestly. I mean it's hell. It's ridiculous that talking about it reminded me of the time that. I experienced something similar to just the beginning part and not the whole end part because nobody got murdered that I know of.
0: that you know of. Yeah, you don't know. But
1: yeah, it's 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 crazy that I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that I also had a similar incident happen. It's disturbing that this is the the world we're living in where where girls are like, I want to find love. But also, I don't accidentally want to get involved (laughs) with someone who might (laughs) also try to murder me because he's been Uh, stalking me.
0: That's fair. Um, I mean, I do, I know I do have, a, I do have a lot of problems with this movie. I do, but it's, it, it didn't take away from my overall rating. Cause I still gave it a three and a half. Cause I thought it was a great movie. Um, there's a lot of action, not action. There's a lot of thrilling moments, suspenseful moments. I mean, the whole twist where you find out he's the, he's a security guard and then he just starts murdering the shit out of people. Like, whoa. And the, and the gore is pretty good. And then the ending was a little cheesy, but I, I almost like, it was like a little cherry on top. You know, I liked it. It was, it was kind of silly. But uh, it was a really good way to end it. So I I thought it was a good time. I would watch this again.
1: Yeah. And and I got to give props to the actors because especially the guy who played Guy, because he did a really good job being very charming at first. Yeah, You know, there was something behind that, like, charming exterior and you weren't really sure where it was. And then, like, the more he started talking, the more you're like, oh, oh, God. And then he went full blown crazy. And you're like, oh, God, like he did a really nice job pulling the character um, out and just making it feel authentic.
0: Yeah, he had creepy. a very good uh, act. I mean, it when he went a little crazy, I mean, it was kind of weird to watch because, I don't know, you just don't typically see someone that psychopath in movies. I mean, it obviously has happened before, but his just, style of whatever you want to call it, it's like, wow, you went from being completely calm, cool, collected to losing your shit. So his uh, character arc, whatever you want to call it, wild. Yeah, good time. And then uh I feel like I've seen Jennifer or not Natalie Martinez. I feel oh, she was in End of Watch. Oh my god, in Death Race. Okay. I was like I know you from so many things.
1: See, I keep thinking that she is the um the girl who plays the deputy in uh, Eureka and that is not her. No. They just have a very similar like bone structure situation going on, so I keep thinking it's her.
0: Oh, wow. Death Race was her first actual movie. Yeah, then End of Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she yeah. plays
1: Gabby in that. Oh, nice.
0: Cool, yeah, okay. I knew I knew her knew her from something, so that that's what it is. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, the other guy, though, Matt Loria, he, he just does a bunch of uh, TV shows and stuff. I mean, he was in Friday Night Lights. Oh, he was in Shaft. Okay. Yeah, he's just been in a bunch of, he's more of a, uh, like, episode guy. Oh, he was in Ma. Wait, where'd that go? I just saw Ma. Where the fuck? Ma, oh, that's from 2015. Never mind, not the same movie.
1: Different thing.
0: Different thing. Uh, yeah, I I would 100% recommend this. This is uh, this is streaming on Hulu. It is a Hulu Into the Dark uh, original movie, so that's pretty cool. If you have Hulu, you can check that out tonight or whenever you. I mean, it's, it's six point five out of out of ten. That's that's a good on IMDb. That's a solid rating. Yep. Any Anything like around that and like seven. It's I mean it's a good movie. I gave like I said I gave it a three and a half, and it has a two point eight. On Hulu or on uh, Letterboxd, which I feel is a little low. I think that should at least have a three because I I thought that was a good movie. I yeah. would definitely watch that again. So, no trivia on this one either because I guess uh,
1: they don't believe in it.
0: <laughs> I don't believe in trivia.
1: Trivia's right there. What are you talking about? Did right. you know trivia? It's the
0: oh shit! I saw this. I saw the FAQ was empty. My bad.
1: Do you know how to IMDb?
0: There's two. Ah, the exterior of the building is Trump Tower, Chicago. Boo. <laughs> Boo.
1: That's all the trivia we needed.
0: Oh, uh Matt Loria and Natalie Martinez both starred in the TV series Kingdom. All right, cool. So they were already acting, they've already acted together.
1: Yay. Yeah,
0: cuz they had a really fun chemistry on, you know, on set. I thought they I thought they worked well together, you know, in the beginning cuz you know, then it got weird, but Yeah, the
1: flirting was cute, and then when you like it all went south, you're like, "Oh god." And then you could see the like the sheer horror as she's coming to terms with what's going on. I mean, it was a pretty good time.
0: Yep, again, would watch that again. Would recommend. Two thumbs up. Um Ditto. Yeah. So uh let's go and uh let's move on to Oh my god, that's what he's in. This is like a big actor. He's this is a big this is a big dude. Big actor. Okay. All right. So Dark Floors, y'all. <laughs> um whole oh boy. Finland. Oh boy. What? Finland. Oh, it's a it's a Finnish movie, even though it's in English. So there you go. Um, let me get my notes here. Okay. So this this was definitely a movie I saw with my eyes. Uh, it's definitely a movie that got made. Um, uh, and it's not really elevated. So this one doesn't actually take place with people being trapped in an elevator. Um, more or less, they get in the elevator. And I'm just going to go ahead and say they get transported to another dimension, I'm going to say. Because yeah, I'm like honestly a, the, not sure. The
1: elevator is kind of like a doorway. And I'll explain explain um when you're done explaining the plot of the film what the hell the metaphor was because i had to google it afterwards yeah
0: so um the the setup that i have here because it's a very odd one um and it starts with this girl who's getting an mri i would say she's what 12 maybe 10
1: yeah there's about
0: okay uh but she flips the fuck out and her dad has to come grab her out and uh, apparently the machine catches fire. I didn't even notice that until he said, "Your machine caught on fire." I was like, "What the, you didn't the
1: fuck?" The, the smoke coming out of it. Did I fucking miss a fire?
0: Um, so I, I, the the nurse who was dealing with the father and the daughter, they're arguing about what to do because she needs medication for
1: she has <laughs> autism, autism
0: I, I guess, supposedly, which is also killing her for some reason. I don't.
1: Hey, okay, I'll get
0: into yeah, that. I don't know. Um, so they're arguing about what to do with treatment, yada, yada. Oh, and
1: don't forget that they're also repeatedly suggesting he dump her in a home of some Oh, that's kind.
0: right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. So he's disgusted by this, and they go to Lee, or they go to go in, in the elevator, and I assume, I guess, they're leaving. Um, so there's your everyone on the elevator. All right, let's go for a ride. And then it goes down a couple of floors, and they pop out. It's like, oh, so this is – because, you know, I found this on – uh, it said it was part of, like, seven movies. Elevator horror. Cool. Not stuck in it. Um, They just they get trapped in this building now with all these devilish things that we'll get into. Ooh. Oh, boy. So they're wandering around, and there's no one on this floor. No one's there. Everything kind of looks disheveled, and just everything looks misplaced and looks odd. And then crazy shit starts happening. And when I say crazy shit, I'm talking, think of the best special effects for, like, a ghost or something you've ever seen in your life. Fucking get rid of that. Actually, you know what? Okay, the CG was really good. It was the face.
1: It was the character design. My bad, that's right. Yeah, because the effects look great. We were like, oh, that looks really... And then we saw clearly the ghost face, and we're like, oh, oh, no. That doesn't work with the... the Effect versus design did not really balance out there. Think
0: of the creepiest face you've seen in a movie and just completely throw that away. Now make yeah,
1: something dumb.
0: Yeah, it manifest this ghost. This ghost manifests, and yeah, we were just like, hell yeah, that's pretty good for a, a seemingly low budget movie. And then the face appeared. Oh, rough. That is, I kind of, I think I kind of chuckled. And it just starts like bashing in all these windows, and it starts, you know, advancing towards this group of people. Uh, one of them, I don't know if it was accidentally or not, they turn on something, like an x-ray machine, yeah, right? basically. And the ghost, oh no, and then vanishes. All right, that's something. And the rest of this movie is, this, it, there's really no rhyme or reason to this movie. It's just them trying to escape all of these terrible Demon, ghosts, winged fucking creatures—like they all vary. So you have one who is a straight ghost. See see through him or her or whatever. One looks like
1: looks like a mummy ghost. I have a picture of them if you need them for reference.
0: I wrote down what I wrote down something super funny.
1: Oh, you mean the one that? Oh, apparently that was two different monsters. Interesting.
0: Hold on, hold on. I wrote down something. Oh my god. Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's one that looks like this giant spider warrior orc predator dude, like mishmash of like 14 beasts you've seen. There's another one that, like, what was he? He was like a, oh, what was the other guy? I, I know the winged guy at the end. He was badass. This guy just pops out of nowhere and just there, his, his wings just expand like 12 feet. What the fuck is happening in this movie?
1: There's one that vaguely resembles a predator, but then also like, if the predator were in a desert and also looked like a skeleton. Um, and then there's one that, that looks one, more yeah. like a predator, there's, but also like a burn victim.
0: Yeah, he's got a bunch of horns and shit coming out of his face.
1: And then one that confusingly resembles the guy from Jeepers Creepers.
0: Oh, yeah, the creeper, but only yeah. In the mouth. He looks like, the, yeah, he looks like the creeper. So, anyways. Um, yeah, and while they're walking around, they, they notice this. They come across this lady in a wheelchair whose, whose eyes have been gouged out. This is before all the crazy shit happens. They find this lady, eyes have been gouged out. So now everyone's kind of on edge, obviously. And then they start having all these occurrences happening. I do like this one point in the movie when someone gets a phone call and they pick it up, and it's like, the number you were calling is not in service. Please try again. And then everyone in the group starts getting the same phone call. And I was like, okay, that's kind of creepy. That was, that, was, that was odd. So I did like that. That worked pretty uh, pretty well. Um, and then you have this one guy who's apparently just fed up with this after the whole ghost incident, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving. Goodbye." And <laughs> When he gets to the elevator, that's when that giant spider warrior orc dude guy he just he just fucking pops out of the floor
1: like he punches his way punches through the his metal way through. Floor.
0: So naturally, the guy's like, "No, God help, help!" So they they eventually rescue him,
1: which they shouldn't <laughs> have. wasn't worth it.
0: Wait, well, yeah, it wasn't worth it. Um, and then they come across this recording on the ground. It's like a little tape recorder or, so- or something like that. It's like the only solution is to give up the girl what? Hello? Why? What? Are, like what? Like what?
1: Oh, I just that's got that.
0: So random. To, okay.
1: So when we you, get into the metaphor. I yeah. can explain that.
0: So you, you have to give up your whatever. All right, cool. Um, predator guy comes back then fucks up the security guard and they keep the stereotype with the black guy dying first, which I'm never a fan of.
1: Yeah. I Like we were just like, oh, nobody's <laughs> died yet. Seriously. The black guy had to I, okay. die first.
0: This was 2008. So this is over a decade old. So that's, you know, that stereotype was, you know, around that time. Now well, it's not also, so it's not so prevalent now, which which is which is good. And it's you good.
1: also can't blame them based on who decided that this should be a movie. That's
0: true. Um and here's another cool part. So th- th- it's why I gave this way more than I needed to, but then there's another cool part when they eventually they're walking around trying to figure out how the hell they're going to get out of this. And they walk over to this window, and everything is frozen in time. So the, the, it's raining outside, but the rain is completely stuck and frozen in time. And it pans over to this giant cloud within, like, in a lightning bolt coming down. So everything's just frozen in time out there. I mean, again, there's really no explanation, but you're just like, that was a really cool shot. All right, neat. Um, so, yeah, they, they find out they find out like there's this time warp situation going on because in the beginning of the movie they're trying to escape down a like a big stairwell. It's like well, it's like a triangle shaped stairwell that goes way down. And someone, the security guard pops his head over and gets nicked by a bullet. Well, as you continue to watch the movie, two people end up at the bottom of that stairwell, find a gun and then they just fire it, right? For no really no reason. I don't remember there being a yeah, reason. I don't
1: remember why they fired it. Whatever,
0: anything. they fire it. He's like, "Wait, I'm the guy who fired the gun." So there's this weird kind of time loop aspect that's happening and they keep seeing dead versions of themselves like around the buildings. Yeah. So, okay. It's like, I guess they've just been in there and dying this whole time. And then there's also zombies that come alive specifically at, I think it was once the clock hit like seven or 8 PM they all just started waking up. I was like, I have no idea what's happening in this movie. But I freaking love it. <laughs> I was having so much fun with this movie, even though it made completely no sense.
1: Yeah, like there was no real plot explanation. And I guess you're supposed to just understand the metaphor, but it wasn't really there. Are you good or do you have more to say? Do you want me to go explain? Oh, I've
0: got some more thoughts and feelings on this. Okay, go ahead. Um, yes, hold on. Sorry, sorry. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so it's weird, too, because at one point, the main guy, Ben. Ben is the uh father of what is her face? Oh, is it Sky? Okay, Sarah. I think Sarah's her name, yes. right? Yeah. So it's weird because Ben wandering around the hospital eventually wanders into a section of the hospital that is completely restored. It's exactly how it was when they got in the elevator. Everyone's there walking around, but no one can see or hear him because apparently he's a ghost, because he goes to reach out for someone and his hand just goes right through. So again, sitting there, okay, and then he eventually walks out and right back into the shit, just right back into the shit show. I was like, what the hell was the point of that scene? Okay, weird scene, and then you get to the end, okay? Everyone's dead at this point. The father and daughter are trying to escape, and when they get in this ambulance, by the way, this entire time, this um, it's creeping darkness has been following them once the zo- once because that's when the zombies start rising, they go through the door and then the doors just start bleeding something black and then it just encompasses the whole room and anything it touches turns to like ash, I think, or something like that. So they're trying to get away from the mysterious ooze or whatever. so they hop in an ambulance and they're trying to get out of there, but they are stopped by the giant winged Jeepers creepers devil looking dude and um who also
1: looks like a metalhead
0: yeah so what father decides to do is to take the daughter set her next to the car says someone will come for you and then decides to take the car and just drive it into the dude first of all whoa 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 okay you're you're just gonna leave your daughter there when you could easily just have her in the car when you run somebody over i mean you have to take her out of the car for that or how fast are you planning on going you planning on just shooting out of the parking garage that's underground i don't understand so that was weird but when he goes to run the dude over, all of a sudden this bright shining light appears, and uh, then he off out of the other car. And it's his and it's his, it's his daughter, Sarah, just sitting there, and then and then she kills him with the with the with the. With well, the. she doesn't kill
1: him. She doesn't stop him from dying
0: though. Well, yeah, she, this the the black stuff starts creeping up on him, and then he just poof just goes away. Oh, okay. And then she turns to the beast, and it's just like. I can't be here. Light can't stand in darkness. And he's like, rawr. Okay.
1: <laughs> and then it <gasps> all the starts from when she was trying to color or something.
0: When she No, it always starts. She, so, you know, it goes, it fades to black and then she opens her eyes. Oh, by the way, spoilers. Uh, she opens her eyes and it's her freaking out at the beginning. So I'm just like, I don't, okay. Are we just going to do this all over again? Because I thought it was going to be a dream. I remember looking at you saying, oh, my God, if this is a dream, if she comes out of this and it's, it's a dream, I'm going to I'm done with this movie. And no, it just restarted. And but there's no audio. It was just soundtrack. It's like, oh, OK. And then it just it ends. Like, All right. OK. I mean, doesn't make sense. Fucking loved it for sure. Had a great time with it. Made no sense.
1: Can I do my metaphor thing
0: now? Oh, I mean, I guess.
1: Wait, is there something else you wanted to say
0: no just the fact that the sound mixing and the score was fu- and that's i think why i was so into it was phenomenal because we have a new stra- uh, surround sound system downstairs and it was it dude it just sounded it sounded so it sounded more cinematic than any of these uh, any of these other movies which is kind of funny so that's probably why i gave it so much um but no i like him the best whatever his whatever his name is guy with the teeth mm-hmm. yeah good times good times gave this a three out of five does not deserve a three out of five by any means. It to be Kida. That one, yeah, I like him. Okay, I'm done.
1: Okay, I uh, just wanted to make sure before I took Shut a turn talking. It was so much fun. Okay, so um, I googled this movie afterwards because I didn't get it either. And usually the two of us, I'm the one to pick up on the weird like symbolism metaphors. Wow. Am I wrong? Not
0: every time, jerk.
1: I said a lot of the time.
0: You said every time. I heard you.
1: Didn't say that. Check
0: the record. The record will show
1: that I didn't say that. So anyway, so yeah, apparently this group called Mr. Lordy won Eurovision and um, I was like, okay, so I'm not quite sure I get how someone winning Eurovision, you know, leads to this. That's the next step,
0: man. That's the next step.
1: Well, because I always think of Eurovision as a lot of poppy singers. Yeah, no, every single monster in this is a member of that group that won. Because when I looked up Mr. Lordy, the picture is them winning Eurovision in that makeup. And apparently when they won, that was like, a and inexplicably, they won. And
0: Hey, that's a great way to save on your budget, though. Don't need, you don't need to make costumes. We already I, own them. I already have them.
1: Yeah, so it's super bizarre that that happened in the first place. So that made it kind of weird for me. I'm like, that would be like if the Backstreet Boys took the uh, Backstreets back, you know, everybody. All right. And um, made that into a feature length film.
0: But with less deaths, I would assume. More
1: choreographed dancing.
0: If they all broke out into song and dance, in this movie, I would have lost my goddamn shit.
1: (laughs) For real though. Masterpiece. Wouldn't have made any less sense though. Right. Exactly. So when I looked it up, this is all supposed to be a metaphor for this girl with autism and her feeling trapped in the darkness of this particular moment. And so someone pointed out, because this was a, um, like a website run for people that like talk about representation for people with autism, because there's some bizarre ideas of how people with autism function, which apparently the only option is not at all,
0: apparently. which which is
1: not true. In fact, plenty of people function just fine. Um, and so they were like, yeah, apparently this girl has got to take some sort of medication, some magic medication that if she does not take, will put her in some sort of coma and then kill her and her death will be by autism. Yeah. Like, it I, didn't yeah. make any sense. The the whole medication thing didn't make sense. It was some sort of weird underlying um stress factor to push the plot forward that only came up occasionally.
0: Yeah, it was weird. And
1: keeping in mind that the whole thing's supposed to be a metaphor for her, like internal thoughts, I'm not entirely sure what the menagerie of monsters has to do with it. I'm not entirely sure why they had to kill off random people as part of the metaphor. Like no, idea. if it's supposed to be a metaphor for that, I need someone to explain to me how that works. And uh, basically what I got off that article was like, not only is this a horribly inaccurate depiction of autism, but also, I don't think Mr. Lordy has any idea what autism is. <laughs> oh God. because the, the whole metaphor makes absolutely no sense. So out of context. If you take it for the visuals, cool movie, you put it in context that it's a metaphor for autism with a bunch of band members in their band costumes running around. It gets real weird after that. It goes from being a cool, weird movie to being, well, this is a thing that happened.
0: Yeah, I'm not watching it for its message. Um, Definitely not. I'm not saying I liked it because of that. I liked it because, A, it made no goddamn sense but was still coherent enough to like keep me interested cuz usually when a movie doesn't make sense I'm I'm going to tune out of it but this made no sense I was entranced by this movie the sound mixing sound design and score was like way too good for the, it's because it probably saved all the money on the costumes um the set pieces were uh, like great like this movie itself aesthetically and um um yeah. Whatever the word for hearing is, listening wise, like amazing. But the story was just complete shit. That yeah, being it's
1: nonsensical.
0: That being said, I gave it a three just because I had a blast with it, and again, it sounded amazing on the surround sound that we have. So
1: yeah, and kudos
0: for them for doing that.
1: And considering this was our one of our bottom two movies, um, this one was way above elevator because not only did they have much more going on with their like set designs and so good and even though the story much like (laughs) elevator was very very flat and didn't quite make enough sense um they they still had things going on active things happening that caused tension and then you they actually let the characters feel that tension not just casually forget that they were trying to feel tense Mm -hmm. and you, you know you have to give them props for that it didn't make any sense whatsoever but you know I'll take this weird nonsensical story over elevator any fucking day.
0: Any day. And um, what's funny is I couldn't find this anywhere to rent or to streaming or to rent except for Amazon. Now, renting it was $3.99, but buying it was, excuse me, was $5.99. Yeah, I'm not mad that I bought that movie because it was two bucks more. I'm like, okay, I might as well just pay the $2 and, hey, I have this movie. Not mad at all. Will 100% watch again. So, I would recommend seeing this. If you want a good time, watch it with friends, maybe, and that might even make it better because it's just so outlandish and it's just ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, I, I will definitely recommend this movie. I'm going to say that the one famous guy in this movie's name is William Hope.
1: Not Mr. Lordy?
0: No. Oh. Um, holy shit. Dude, this man is in things and st- 173 credits. Insane. But you probably know him most from, let me go all the way down to the frickin' 80s. There was an Alien vs. Predator 2? Wow, what the hell was I? I yeah. think
1: it went direct to...
0: He was Lieutenant Gorman from Aliens. He was also in Hellbound, Hellraiser 2. I mean, yuck, I don't want to watch that. Um, I mean, this guy's been in so much shit. So good. That's, that's the one famous guy. They're like, you know who we need? William Hope. He'll do it.
1: You know what concerns me is he's been working all these years as a lieutenant and he's never gotten promoted in his films.
0: That's a shame. Well, he spent, he spent, look at this. Look at how many Thomas and friends thing he's in. Good God.
1: Who's he voicing? He's got
0: Toby and Edward and, and Rocky. Man, he's got that.
1: Okay, so apparently he's money. just been doing that. Holy shit, for
0: years. Oh my God. How, sir?
1: How is none of
0: that? Sir, since 2009, he's been doing the voice for some Thomas. The train shit. God, that's I mean,
1: l- underrated, I guess. Apparently so.
0: Well, good for you. You probably got that Buku oh, money. He was so. the
1: sheriff in Dark Shadows. Oh yeah? That's random.
0: was also in a movie called Spiders. Wow.
1: Ooh, I'd watch Spiders. that. Oh, he's from Resident Evil
0: 3. Oh, it's a video game. Never mind, Jake. He
1: does voice work.
0: He, yeah, he does a lot of voice work. Apparently. That, that's how you make the money. All right. So yeah, uh, that was from two thousand eight. Um you can't rent it. Or you can't um you can't stream it for free, but I say rent it. Enjoy. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the last movie here right quick. So take it away with Devil 2000. And
1: Damn. Don't even let me say the title. K- Not like it was my turn to say the movie. Okay. So the movie is Devil. Easily the most famous of the movies. The most recognizable and if you say elevator horror odds are you're probably going to name this film. And can you scroll back up a little there? Thank you. God. Not that far. Okay. So um, the story is by M. Night Shyamalan. And um, basic premise, they, a guy commits suicide in a high rise. And I think it's Philadelphia. And... for for Yeah, that's
0: Philly. That
1: and then five people are trapped in an elevator and can't get out. And suddenly... People start dying, and one of the security guards realizes it's the devil at work because he finds out about the suicide that happened in the building, and there's a detective there who's trying to figure out which one of them is killing each other because they can see them, but they can't hear them, and every time the lights flicker out, someone else dies, and it's a very tense movie. I mean, you've got five solid actors. They all play some sort of type and, as the film progresses, you find out that none of them is squeaky clean, none of them is are like are realistically a good person who's never done anything wrong. You keep finding out they've all got like a dark past, and the detective's just quickly trying to figure out who it is before everybody dies. And it's a fun movie. I mean, it's it's very tense. I don't want to like spoil everything. Everyone
0: knows, oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. er- everyone knows. Fine. I mean,
1: um Yeah, basically they start finding out their sins from like the background and they don't believe the guy, the one uh Hispanic Catholic guy because of course it's a Hispanic Catholic guy. El Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> uh that is like no it's the devil and they're like all right crazy man and then eventually the detective's like okay so something weird's going on what would happen in this scenario and he's like well um they're all going to die and then the devil's going to leave and he's like that's not that doesn't work for me uh i feel it's like not really, we should do uh, something better yeah and i think it, it's fun because each time they divulge something new about someone you think oh this is the person like, let's see the, the security guard is a temp. It's his first day there. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) And he, uh, he immediately, they find out has a history of violence and assault and put someone in a coma, um, by hitting them with a baseball bat. So they're like, okay, so it must be, um, him attacking people. And then you've got a, guy in there that's like a salesman and it turns out that he conned a bunch of people on a Ponzi scheme. Yes.
0: He's also the guy from Super Troopers. He's like, you are freaking out, man. He's the guy that eats all the mushrooms and the weed. So he it, and he's hilarious in this.
1: Yeah, and he is also married to the girl, the hot redhead from Mad Men.
0: Ah, yes. Good. Yes. That one. You
1: see, you will be like, they're married? Um, Say when. What are we measuring? What do you
0: think? And she, never mind. Boobs? Yes. That's how he got, (laughs) that's how he got that girl. Boobs. No, I mean, she's
1: made of boobs. Anyway.
0: That's interesting for a lot of reasons. Continue.
1: We'll look up a picture of her. She was in the photos just now. Anyway, then you've got the (laughs) girl who gets attacked first off, and then everyone just assumes that it's the one, it's one guy in there. And when she gets attacked, um, everyone else starts kind of defending her. But it turns out that she's been scamming people out of money for years and that she's planning on ripping off her new rich husband. So they think maybe the security guard who works for her husband's security company might be, um, you know, hired to... What, take a hit out on her? To maybe? Kill her? I don't know. Do the murder thing?
0: Do the murder stuff with the, with the things.
1: Yeah, and then they think... The old lady is somebody else, and, I, and uh, they see her steal someone's wallet right before she gets in the elevator. No, she
0: steals that guy's uh, like tool set or something no, like no, that. No, no, she
1: steals a wallet. The guy stashes his tools in the bathroom because oh, he doesn't
0: want to. that's right. That's wanna, right yeah. um,
1: he's there to apply for a job, and he doesn't want to show off that he has a bunch of tools with him. He doesn't want to carry him around like a weirdo, yeah, 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 which he was already doing. But sure, whatever. So, yeah, one by one, they all start slowly dying and then it gets more and more and more tense and yeah that's it doing do oh, it
0: oh i've got some i've got plenty i mean, of I got
1: the big reveal i can do that
0: okay i'll just talk can i just uh, t- talk about the MacGuffin?
1: okay but don't do the big reveal okay
0: uh all right so i i immediately love this movie because uh it starts with some super dramatic oh, yeah some some super dramatic upside down shots, like the camera's completely flipped over, doing some crazy pans with like this, blah, blah, like whoa, holy shit. it just like fucking hits you right in the face right out of the gate. So I was immediately like, hell yeah. I mean, I'd seen this, but it's been it's been a while.
1: I forgot how aggressively it opens up. Yeah. And it does make sense <laughs> because of the uh when the devil's around, nothing goes right, um, up is down.
0: Yeah. No, it makes perfect sense, because it also, well, it actually, it technically starts with a quote from the Bible. It's Peter, Peter, <laughs> Peter 5, 8, sorry, I don't remember what it said, I'm not going to read it, I don't care. It's
1: also not an actual Bible verse.
0: Uh, whatever. Um, and then there's also some narration behind it, which is the Hispanic uh, guy, the, the um, uh, r- religious Hispanic guy, talking about how the devil will take human form from time to time, and it's always started with a suicide. It's like that's all right, I guess. So the devil just shows up in human form when people commit suicide and then decides to just terrorize people. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, yeah. So the detectives are investigating the suicide because someone jumped out of the building. Um, I really do like how funny this movie is in the beginning. It is. I, I was cracking up. You didn't seem too into it, but, uh, what's his face? Jeffrey Aaron, the guy from super troopers who plays the stoner, I mean, I guess they're all stoners in that movie. The guy that's in the back of the cop seat that uh, eats the mushrooms. He is effing hilarious in this. He was so funny. And, the, like, the first 25 minutes is straight comedy. Because everyone's kind of ragging on each other and just making silly jokes and blah, blah, blah. So I really like how funny this movie is because then it completely just changes tone once people start getting injured. Like, the second, um, that the only other girl in the elevator besides the old lady, she gets cut. And then they see the blood on um jeffrey's shirt and they're like oh it's got to be you so once the once the first initial tension happens it just keeps building and building because everyone starts getting picked off until there's only one person left and it was the uh, homeboy homeboy dude guy
1: yeah the guy who went to interview for the job and everyone was super convinced that he had to be the killer and you're like
0: but why well because you think it's going to be someone and then that person hangs himself because the one person you think is going to be, it's just very obvious. It's always, like, the person you least expect. But that's then, not the
1: reveal I was talking about. No, you can share that one.
0: No, I, I'm, I'm t- that's the MacGuffin. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Because you're like, oh, it's going to be that person. And then they hang themselves. You're like, well, they're dead now, so it can't possibly be them, right? Of course, it comes back around. It is that person. But, yeah, once everyone starts dying, homeboy is the only guy left in, in, the, in the elevator. And then that's when this person rises up behind him. And you're oh. like, oh,
1: shit him and the girl
0: well he's got her like in his lap and yeah
1: because she, she's been like her throat's been cut when the lights went out and he's like holding her while she's like bleeding
0: yeah so it's the he's trying to you know keep her alive and this person stands up and he's like "Ah, I knew it you son of a bitch I knew it was you
1: yeah and then there's that whole moment where um so earlier the detective's basically talking about how he's been sober for a few months and he's been having a hard time dealing with how five years ago his um Wife and son were killed in a hit and run. Yeah, that's his wife down there with the red hair.
0: Damn. Um,
1: How? Oh, Christina Hendricks. Yeah, that's who's. If you go to the next vote to the left, that's the vote of the red
0: head and blue eyes. Damn.
1: And boobs. Uh,
0: Yeah, that's great. I I like the red hair and the blue eyes. Oh, she was in Ginger and Rosa.
1: So yeah. So you find out that there was a hit and run five years ago, and the guy doesn't believe in the devil because he thinks people are shitty enough because the only thing the person who killed his family did was leave a note that said, I'm so sorry on the back of a car wash coupon. Yep. And so when the devil's in the elevator and like the last guy standing there or sitting there, he's like, you know what? Take me because I'm not a good person. And, uh, the devil kind of kills the maintenance guy who was trying to get to them and like his el like he crashes onto the elevator at one point. So his walkie talkie kind of falls into the elevator. So the guy admits on the walkie talkie that five years earlier, he accidentally got in a hit and run and killed a woman and her son and left a note and never told anybody about it. And the cop's like, Holy shit. Oh my God. That's the guy who killed my family. And you're just like, oh, that's a wild thing. And then the devil kind of gets pissed off. It's like, you admitted to your sins, you son of a bitch.
0: Well, you're not gonna say who the devil was. I thought you were talking about that twist.
1: No, no, I like that the other twist better. Well, so the do The the old lady. You Happy now?
0: Yeah, because she she's the one who hangs herself. And you're well, like, she gets hanged. Whatever, whatever. She fucking gets she gets hanged in the elevator. So you're like, ah, oh, okay, maybe not. Maybe she's not the the thing with the stuff. And then, yeah, it comes back that, no, 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 no. She is. And, yeah, I do like that moment of realization where he's like, ah, I fucked up. This is my chickens are coming home to roost. And I did it. And I'm sorry. Or, you know, I'm, I'm sorry.
1: oh uh, Yeah, and the devil is even like, no, you can't just say I'm sorry now and I'm not going to take you. He's like, no, you, you can definitely still take me because I deserve it. And he's, like, really remorseful and sorry. And the devil's like, damn it you're actually remorseful and sorry and they're they're really like at one point the detective even says like you have to be true and be honest about the things you're not being honest about because the devil's taking people who take the guise of good people but are really not and um i really like the moment where he's like you know I, i had all this time to think about what i would say or do to you when i saw you and he's like and i forgive you and you're like
0: oh yeah there's this moment of like clarity almost where you're just okay
1: where he decides it's not worth it to hate him. Right. Um, Because he can see that the guy has been hating himself for the last five years. And he, he's, you know, and they even talked about he has the moment in the beginning of the film with his AA sponsor where they're talking about forgiveness and how he's having a hard time with the forgiveness part. And he finally gets to that part where he can actually forgive.
0: Yeah. So. The whole devil twist, you know, really isn't that great because it's pretty much who you expected to begin with. Just because, I don't don't know. I guess it was just very predictable. But the twist that got me was that how they just throw a like they throw it. It's like a hard left turn. You're just like, okay, this is the twist. All right, great. Um, and even though this, this whole time, though, it, it, that whole story is there with the detective and his, and you know how his family got killed. So it's an it's an undertone throughout the whole movie. But then it ramps up and ends up being better than the twist and the main twist of the movie. So that's why I like this so much. Not to mention the fact that it's super bloody and gory. I mean, okay, not super, but it's got a lot of good gore and uh, a lot of good comedy. So, yeah, this is one I gave three and a half just because, yeah, that twist. I had completely forgotten about that twist, and I was like, oh, that's good. It's like, yeah, and it makes sense that Lama Ding Dong is involved in this. so
1: Yeah, and I, I really appreciate how, like, this one and Down, to me, were the most horror. They were the strongest, yeah. Yeah, like, the most horror horror movies because they fed on more personal fears. Like, you know, Down was feeding on that whole getting trapped with a stranger like who can you really trust thing and the devil was really playing up the you know people pretend to be good but everyone's got something hiding that they don't want to admit to and you know the idea of forgiving people for their sins and can you even forgive yourself you know it's they're much more emotionally drawn whereas the other two were just confusing hell.
0: Well, yeah, confusing, even though one was still, I thought, good and blah, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, this one, it's, it still holds up. You know, 10 years later... Because uh, this, this came out 2010, yeah, ten years later, and this is an hour and twenty minutes. And like I said, none of these are over an hour and twenty-five, so these are all really quick, really fast-paced, except for Elevator. That one seemed to drag a bit, and it was only an hour and twenty-four.
1: That's because nothing happened.
0: Yeah, but all of these are super short, super well-paced for the most part, and they're just—they were a lot of fun. This is more fun than I thought I was gonna have watching movies centered around elevators, and I never even thought I would do an elevator horror episode,
1: but here we are.
0: Life's a journey. Life's a garden. Dig it.
1: Get out. <laughs>
0: you don't like Joe Dirt? Just get out. Really? Do you not like that movie? This is. There's a lot at stake here if you don't like that movie.
1: You mean like when you put it on and I said, hey, why are you watching this without me?
0: Oh, yeah. Wow. I had a really bad memory.
1: Yeah, I know. I
0: know. That's why I have to watch movies close together to the podcast or else it just gets really too diluted.
1: Do you want to play trivia? Uh,
0: fuck yeah. Hell yeah. We even played that in like four episodes, man. So let's do it. Then let's do it. Fucking pick it up, pick it up. So, yeah, I recommend every single one of these movies except for Elevator. It was horror. I don't know what I'm doing. It was it, a
1: whore. It was a
0: whore. A stupid whore.
1: Horrible movie.
0: No, Devil was streaming on HBO, I believe. Again, down on Hulu, Dark Floors. You can rent it on Amazon and then um, Elevator. Just throw it in the trash. When I'm dead, just throw me in the trash. Won't I? <laughs> do it up, Don. Dead. Do I just wrote oh. it. Damn. That's burgundy, okay, by the way. Whatever. Burgundy. Um what David Lynch film, by the way, this is the hundred years of horror, uh, trivial pursuit horror movie edition of the past hundred years. What did uh what David Lynch film was originally filmed as a television pilot? <laughs> yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it.
1: Uh a racer head?
0: Is that a David Lynch movie? I have no idea. No, I'm a Holland
1: Drive. Really?
0: Yeah, I've been meaning to watch that. Oh shit! This. Oh 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 fuck! I was supposed to be. Yeah, pulled. whatever. We're, we're supposed to, gotta gotta pull from over there. Yeah yeah yeah.
1: Well, you mean the pile I can reach? Yeah. I'm uh, gonna... well you know there, lady. Oh, that one's been picked. Oh great,
0: <laughs> fucking jerk. Mm -hmm. pick a good one man
1: all right in dr jekyll and mr hyde 1931 which character is not a victim of hyde ivy pearson sir danvers Carew, or dr lanyon
0: i like ivy pearson i like that one
1: nope dr lanyon
0: damn it that was my second guess
1: it was red shit you okay. Know, I was I, I was gonna
0: say Dr. Laney, but I was like, no, I like Ivy Pearson. That's fun.
1: I mean, that's clearly Wait. gotta be his girlfriend. Oh. Statistically speaking, she's probably gonna get attacked.
0: She probably get gonna... through. Okay. All right. Think God. It through. Okay. Well, this one's gotten picked. So screw you, you jerk. You're not getting an easy one. Not even kind of. Okay. What is the name of the primary antagonist that was never caught by police at the end of Wolf Creek two thousand and five? One name. That's it. Like share. John. Mick
1: hell i've never seen that damn movie i don't know
0: it's really good i hear
1: oh so you also have not seen it no already. i haven't
0: i've heard it's really good though and there's actually a tv series uh a, a wolf creek tv series so swag check in, it check it out sorry
1: in the eye 2002 oh shit yeah where is protagonist mun from
0: uh this is the original one is it this isn't the one with jessica alba
1: nope it's where before. is she from in category where is she yeah. from yeah japan Hong Kong. Son of a whore.
0: Damn it. I was going to say Beijing next. Damn
1: it. That's a city. What,
0: what did you say? Yeah. Wh- where is she from? It just says where is she from. It doesn't say what country, city, state, county. All right. Let's see. Um, it's not been picked so great. Yay. Oh, this is literally one of the worst movies that's ever been made. Sorry, yeah. Ryan, sorry Ryan Reynolds. Buried 2010 is set in what Middle Eastern country? Iraq, Afghanistan, or Syria? Syria? Or Iraq. Come
1: on, man. I don't know. I only saw it once and I just remember being very claustrophobic all of a sudden. I was claustrophobic too,
0: and I love Ryan Reynolds, but the entire spoiler a huge spoiler alert.
1: Oh my god, don't spoil it. There's Take no, no 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 There's no, no reason to spoil there's no reason to watch it if you spoil it.
0: There's no reason to watch it at all. He's in a box the entire time, and he dies. It, there's no other. There's nothing else. that ha- No outside shots of the box. No nothing. Fuck that movie. God. I was like, are we seriously not going to see him at least get out? No, he died. Ugh.
1: So mad. Okay, so Ugh. I rolled.
0: Sorry, thank God. And
1: oh. you took the dice, so I don't know what I rolled. Can you pay attention? I need to
0: roll your reading to me.
1: Then roll. <laughs> Green. Oh, uh, that's
0: been picked. Uh, it's been oh, picked. and it was
1: a wreck question, too.
0: A wreck? Oh, I thought, I thought you said erect. I was like, "Excuse me." It's a hard. Oh, it's a hard question. I get it.
1: Ah, eh. whatever. Okay. Wasted At humor. the end of the Invisible Man, nineteen thirty-three. Perfect. What form is the dead Doctor Jack Griffin in? His visible form or invisible form? Invisible. Visible. Fucking. I don't know. I figured I'd pick the one that seemed less obvious. Okay, my turn. Have we actually made any points yet? No. Yeah, that's what was going to happen once we started running low on questions. I mean, we're not running I just wh- you rolled. Stop oh, doing that. Oh, son
0: of a bitch. Eh.
1: eh. Eh.
0: Eh. This is a weird question. So is your face. Um, all right. Well, does, does the town that dreaded Sundown take place before or after World War II? Oh, wait. Sorry. Did I say the year? No. Does the town that dreaded sundown 1976 take place after or before World War II? After? Yeah, because World War II was in like the fucking 50s, right? No. Right? Wasn't it? 50s? When was World War II?
1: The 40s. No.
0: That was World World War I was like 22. World War II was like 59 or 50, 47. I have no fucking clue. I, r- I really have no idea when these wars were.
1: 1939 to 1945.
0: Ha! The second one?
1: Yeah. When the fuck was the first one? Uh, 1914 to 1918. Holy shit, are you serious? Yeah, the Cold War was 1947 and 1991. Damn, guys, way to hold a grudge. Fuck, the Vietnam War was going on during the Cold War. And so apparently was the... I know, right. no, Korean War was first, never mind.
0: I thought they were much later. Did, then the World War
1: I was 1914, good God.
0: That's my turn, but okay.
1: Okay, well you leaned it on blue, I thought. <laughs> Fucking shit. Okay. Ah, God.
0: Ah.
1: In the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2003, who prevents Aaron's escape at the end of the film?
0: I'm mm. not get it, it's not multiple choice. Nope. This is what fucking annoys the shit out of me. It's like, hey, what person out of all the people that were in this movie did it? Even though I should know this. Uh, I don't I don't fucking know their name. Is it Jessica Alba? Is that the one? Whatever whatever that's her a name? Character name. Uh, Jessica Alba. Or Jessica, uh, fucking, what's her name? It's not Jessica Alba. Oh my god, what's her name? I was
1: gonna say I don't think Jessica is in it's that.
0: It's Jessica part. uh the chick from Chuck and Larry. The chick the chick.
1: That is Jessica Alba. No, it's no, not! That's, um
0: Oh my god. We just Justin
1: Timberlake's wife. What the, what's her name shit I don't know Justin ah, Timberlake's wife no no you cannot look it up right now why and it's Sheriff Hoyt Sheriff Hoyt okay my turn what is her name can you focus on I'm this f- I'm focusing it's no, part of this you're you googling right you're, now you're googling god
0: oh god fine fine it's, what, what stupid question was this you gotta, that's my card no it's not this is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre could you. you see if you were focusing? I'm focusing. I just, I just just, did the thing with the stuff in blue. Beal. Jessica
1: Beal. Jessica Beal. There we go.
0: God damn it. Okay.
1: It was also Jessica's
0: short name. I was still wrong. Um, okay. This one only has three marked on it. Some of those. Okay. Those have four. Just kidding. That one's been picked. So, ha. Um, yeah. No, you'll know that one. Mm. Oh, I have to. Oh, okay. I guess it's... Uh, who was the director of Suspiria in 1977? <laughs> Shit, I don't know. Well, that's a shame.
1: Vincent Price. No, Dario Argento. Damn, I did know that. No, you didn't. I knew the last name.
0: Yeah, Argento. Famous guy. We're stuck on blue, apparently.
1: Um, blue. Dub. Oh, hey. Uh, Alright, in Cabin in the Woods, 2012, yep. how often must the ritual sacrifice be performed to appease the gods? Fuck me, every uh, every seven years? Annually.
0: Oh, son of a bitch!
1: So, so far we've got one? Fuck, dude! I have one, right? Yeah, you have one. Fantastic, this is going to go on for years.
0: That's what happens. It either goes on for way too long or it's over in three questions or like six questions. It's insane. Um, Oh, my God. Annually. I really thought it was like a crazy amount of time. I don't remember how many years it was. I know everything else you can ask me about that movie. Okay. That's not true. Um, That one's been picked. So I'm not going to give you a conjuring question. I'm not going to give you an it question. You're getting a question about the wailing from 2006. And what is the profession of the protagonist?
1: Hmm? Pianist.
0: Police officer,
1: second guess. It starts the P though.
0: I was, and when you said when you started with P, I was like, oh god, she's gonna say police officer. Get the fuck out of here! Blue again. Just rolled that
1: twice. Uh, you rolled it and it was orange. No,
0: I rolled it because and it just it literally just hit and slid. It didn't actually roll. Whatever orange fuck.
1: <laughs> Don't you be testing fate. I ain't bitch. testing shit. Okay. For what 1976 film did composer Jerry Goldsmith win an Oscar?
0: Oh, woof, 1976, 1976, Jerry Goldsmith, it's a, it's a yeah, 1976, what the fuck came out in the 70s, I don't know my 70s, I know 80s, oh great, because this is the 70s, so, uh, Carrie? did that come out in the 70s,
1: incorrect, it what was, was The Omen, oh,
0: son of a bitch, is there came... a reason
1: you're actively Carrie came out in 1976 though boom well, congratulations it's the wrong answer no, but... hey hey I, I'm
0: just glad I named a movie from 76 I couldn't remember if it was 76 or 77 but I did remember which okay, one was that
1: uh that was
0: orange oh, orange oh my god we only have no oh, wow, I' still got a lot left All right, and then. In Suspiria, <laughs> what type of supernatural beings run the Tans Dance Academy in Suspiria? Which is? Fuck you.
1: That's two for me.
0: It's fucking bullshit. Bullshit.
1: I was about to get eight. I will say. Suspiria question.
0: The remake is substantially better than the original. No offense to Argento. No offense to anybody that makes Matt. I'm sorry, but the remake was so much more interesting, even though it was almost like two hours.
1: I mean, yeah, I like the original, but they they really just amped it up on the remake, and I thought that was pretty cool. They, they did more with it. Well,
0: they made it more about the dancing, and they, and they put a lot of cool plus Chloe Grace Moretz, I mean, hello.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh...
0: Oh, and Tilda Swinton, that's right.
1: <laughs> well, that's weird. Who directed Near Dark in 1987?
0: Oh, my God. Oh, I know this, too. I always get confused with those near dark, after midnight, before sunset, all those things, whatever they are. I don't, I don't, uh, Helen Hunt.
1: Catherine Bigelow.
0: No, wouldn't have got that. Never mind. Didn't even know it was a lady. Just kidding.
1: Well, apparently, subconsciously, you did.
0: (laughs) That's just my, (laughs) if anyone's been listening to this since Corey has been on the show, Helen Hunt has just been a thing we exclaim. I try to say it at least once, at least every time we play trivia, I try to exclaim. Careful. Helen Hunt. E. in *Let Me In* (2010). Yeah. Owen and Abby communicate through the wall using what method? Dun, 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 ba, Cups. Da. No, Morse code. Oh
1: well, well I’ve never e- seen e- it. E- so e- 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 you haven’t
0: seen uh, Morse code. <laughs> you haven’t seen *Let Me In*. Nope, never seen Morse code. It’s pretty. I think Chloe Grace Moritz. Yes, too. she is. Can <laughs> she you focus? Is. I'm focusing. I, I got a roll. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, my God. Stop that. Th- I need to get that. Uh, Chris is supposed to be making me a box to throw the dice in, so that'll be nice. Who
1: directed the first three installments of The Purge?
0: Who fucking woof? Directed? Yep. Wasn't Jason Blum, was it? Nope. Mm, I don't know. Randy Newman. Yep. Randy Newman. Or
1: James DeMonaco. What the fuck is that? The guy who directed the first three purge How films, the don't hell you know? Are you?
0: I don't know you. Okay, blue. It's probably why the fourth one or the first one. <laughs> I like the first one.
1: Uh,
0: no, I'm saying the first purge is also the fourth purge. It doesn't make sense. The fourth purge of the series, is called the first purge. It's very, oh, it's, gotcha. it's very confusing. Can we, when you say, hey, did you like the like the purge? Okay, well, which one? The first, Purge? yeah. Anyways, um, blue. What actor narrated the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Oh, huh. wow. 2003. Hmm, you're not going to get this.
1: How, how the hell would I know?
0: John Larraquette.
1: Oh, who could forget? Ah, that good old Larraquette.
0: That bastard. He also did the 1974 as well. Okay, that was yellow, whatever. It rolled like twice. Better than throwing it off the thing, right? Yeah, okay, cool.
1: What Superman actress was also in Black Christmas? The fucking he- what? Why, what is this? I mean, I, if I'm, you knew her name, then it just would not be hard because <sighs> she's kind of um, famous for. Superman. Is she?
0: Yeah. I don't. I don't even have a funny, stupid guess. I've already used my Helen Hunt for the episode, so I have nothing.
1: Margot Kidder. Fucking shit.
0: <sighs> I've seen that movie one time, and I was not a fan of that movie. So, which one was it? Which one? Oh, sir, there it is. Got it. Gotta mark that shit off. All right, green. Just take it home. End this. Just I'm seriously. trying. End this. Stop
1: making it difficult. <sighs> I swear to God.
0: All right. Oh shit. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um. What actor portrayed Professor Jonas in Sinister 2012? You should Stephen know this. Hawk. No, Vincent D'Onofrio.
1: Shit, shit. Oh damn! I was thinking of the other guy. Yeah, that's my bad.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, you're thinking of the writer, Ellison.
1: He did job thing, okay? He do read book. God damn it, pop Emeritus, You're falling over. Okay, let's see.
0: Just give me a give me like a give me a home run. Just bat right out of the park if it's if it's taken, because gotta wrap this shit up. Uh,
1: okay, in. The Hellraiser series. Oh, good God! In what world was the former human self of Pinhead a British Army captain? What? what In what war? Sorry, what war?
0: Mm, Vietnam War.
1: World War One. Son of a
0: bitch! Fuck these questions. I, I haven't gotten. I haven't gotten one. One easy question. I
1: know. So could you just hand me one so okay, we can be done? Can you tell done? me
0: which one that is, which, works, which so I can, can do this faster because the I'm yellow, I think,
1: go. or blue, or I. I, I don't know. One. Whatever one started with the word "hellraiser." God
0: damn it! Take this home. I'm done. I'm over it. And that one's fucking picked. Oh my god. Ah. Yeah. Hmm. All these are terrible questions too. All right. Which character is not a protégé of Jigsaw in the Saw series? Amanda Young, Mark Hoffman, Logan Nelson, or Peter Strom? Logan No, God damn, damn it. it.
1: Which one on. was it? Peter Strom, he's the cop.
0: I mean, I guess Mark Hoffman is. I was
1: going to say I remember one cop was right. a bad guy. I guess, I, I'm confused. I guess that's true. I right. only saw those movies once. Ashamed. You knew
0: that. I didn't know that. It's not a secret. Why don't you try
1: getting a question right?
0: I would love to at this point. Uh... You're taking way too long to pick stuff.
1: Jack is the boyfriend of what character in The Wizards of Gore? Oh, my God. I
0: don't know. Jill? Sherry Carson. I don't fucking know. What the... Stupid questions are these. Which one did you? Oh,
1: see, sarcastically giving hard uh, questions. It's gonna really pan out in the end of this when we're all we're left with are the really dumb easy questions. Uh,
0: Okay, who in Final Destination 2000 through 2011 appears in more than one film? Clear Rivers, Alex Browning, Wendy Christensen, or Sam Lawton? Clear Rivers. Thank God in heaven. Oh my God. All right, I'm leaving. No. We're about to be done in five seconds.
1: Ha, Four, tell, have Zool
0: say goodbye two. to everybody.
1: Okay. She's dead. Oh, she's dead. Okay,
0: well Zul, She's a pancake over there. Zool says goodbye.
1: Wait, wait. she's she oh, sprung to life. She,
0: she sprung so to life. Come on, get up here and tell the people bye.
1: What don't do not jump from there. Get
0: your come on. There you go. <laughs> she got my finger. Okay. Down. You say goodbye. Your say bye. You say goodbye. You do it.
1: You
0: say go- Use your big girl words. You can do it. So I'll say She's goodbye. Trying. I wish I could get her to like bark on command. Speak. She's. L-
1: Can you hear the sniffing? Okay, that was her. <laughs> that was
0: her. All right. Well, COVID is still in full swing, so.
1: Well, all right then.
0: I'm getting there. COVID is still in full swing, so Gabby will be back yet again, and we will be doing something a bit different. Are we?
1: What yeah, are it's we a doing? Bit different, yeah. You didn't even tell me what we were doing. Yes, I did.
0: I told you right before we went on air. I don't remember that. Think of old white fat director guys. Oh wow. Just reveal it, why don't you? There's a lot of old fat white directors. Oh my god. Are that's you kidding true.
1: me? I, I have a pick for that one.
0: Well, thank God, because I've already got all four of them. Well, so that's anyways, not how this works. until next week, stay tuned, stay spooky. <laughs> wow. I've, I've lost my mind. Goodbye.